You are listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we have something that's fun. And you know why it's fun? Because it's not Housewives. And we're recapping-ish. Woo! So today we're going to talk about the new series sweeping the nation. I mean, dare I say, Bling Empire. And I have a lot of random, like, fun facts, and, like, we can go through the people's signs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just first impressions, like, if we have to rate the series, just, you know, it's a regular day for us, A plus to F scale, what are you giving? I'm okay with it being a B plus rounded up. It's the holidays to A minus. That's kind of where I'm at with it. What about you? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say a B plus, but if we're rounding up, that's fine too. I was going to say, it's like, you know, your student really, it's really a B plus, but you kind of like them. You want the, you want to see them do well. You're like, all right, they seem to really need this grade so I can give them the A minus. That's where I'm at. Um, quite honestly, the real show that's sweeping the nation, I should have said reality or docu-series, because the true show that's sweeping the nation is Bridgerton. Now, on the, like, Bling Empire has fallen off the top 10 of Netflix already, but Bridgerton is still number three. Holding solid. I think it's, uh, it just came out today that it's actually Netflix's, like, highest streaming show or something, yeah. Um, and I just want to make it clear. <laughs> it's funny because the reason why Shonda is on Netflix in general, I think she pulled away or out of her ABC contract because something about them not giving her a Disneyland pass or something like that. Yes, that's literally what it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's quite the big fuck you to ABC. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah kudos to her because man oh man she has written a slammer the people are loving it I mean I haven't watched it I know you hadn't watched it at a certain point have you watched it by now no okay so then we both just haven't watched it and I don't know if I ever will but if I ever do decide to (laughs) I'll report back it's not my stilo but I can't judge it because I haven't seen it actually not not my stilo like I've watched you know I like a good period piece um I've read period pieces before like, you, like I actually do like them but there was just so much hype around it you know sometimes I don't usually play the the um contrarian card but in this case I kind of wanted to plus <laughs> Uh, you know, Shonda shows take a lot out of you. You know, you get really, I get really invested in Shonda shows. And at some point they always get really dramatic for me. So I have to stop. So I kind of just wanted to gauge like where everybody was with it. But everyone keeps saying it's good. My mom has seen it probably like fucking three or four times now. Um, so I don't know. I get, the streets are saying it's banging. So I probably will end up watching it at some point. People that I know that don't even watch shows are watching it. So it really makes me kind of want to watch it, but then also it's just like, I don't yeah. know, I also don't care. 
I just at first I was thinking like, is it just gonna be another Shonda piece? But like, you know, the period piece, but still clearly Shonda work. Um, because you know it still has like the interracial relationship component, which Shonda loves to throw in there. <laughs> um, her and Kenya Barris love to do that, which is fine. But I was just like, oh, do I want to see uh, a scandal or how to get away with murder? but now set in a time period piece. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of- No, exactly. That's what turned me off to it. If my mother yeah. had not told me it was Shonda's work, I probably would watch it. That's what's crazy. And I know that sounds horrible and luckily I'm black and I can say things like that. It's just like <laughs> a certain level of like, dramas are like not my favorite genre in general. Mm. So it's like, mm, like I'm not in a space where I'm just like hunting for a drama. Okay. So- that's fine. I don't have to watch it. But all that to say, we're watching Bling Empire. So, <laughs> all that to that, say, we've actually watched and we're actually really going to talk about Bling Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long tangent to get back to Bling Empire. And, you know, this is light. This is airy. This is something you could put on, do some laundry, wash some dishes, cook a meal, eat a meal, text a friend, be on FaceTime low-key. Like, this is my type of show. I need something where I can let my ADHD live and I can do a whole bunch of different shit and I don't have to pay attention, sit down, watch it. I only have so many hours in a day where I can do that and I already have shows for that. So I don't have the space for that. So this okay. show, perfect. You could do whatever during this show. and You'll still mm-hmm. catch what's going on. Right. Um, interestingly enough, I'm going to start off on just like the fun facts that I found during some research. So the guy who produced it is this guy named Jeff Jenkins. <laughs> okay. And he's the producer of both The Simple Life and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Not unsurprising. Not at all. That's so funny, like how Selling Sunset, like produced by the people who did The Hills. Like it all makes sense. To me. It all tracks. They, they All those shows kind of have that vibe. You know what I mean? super glossy the way it shot super bright the angles are super crazy and just as a a side note you all like i feel like this show the way it's shot is like a cross between like a multi-cam sitcom and like a soap opera Mm. that's why sometimes it just feels like so like not real even if the scene is quote-unquote real it's not but if it was real it sometimes the way they shoot it, I'm like, wait, but that just felt like very fake. The to me, it's it, it feels like I feel like it's the same way that Sunny Sunset is kind of shot. Where like I when I watched it the first time, I was just like, both Sunny Sunset and this, I was like, okay, so the camera quality, camera production is great. I won't take that away from them. The clarity is there, but the way it is shot, it's shot. kind of like scripted reality I don't know I don't know how else to put it because it's I don't know maybe I'm just so used to like reality shows having like the kind of Bravo edit on them and this is how Netflix likes to do their shows maybe but it kind of does make me feel like it's scripted and I do think for other reasons that it is scripted to to an extent um but yeah but it felt it, it gave me selling sunset camera production but then it also gave me the hills in terms of like plot line and is this real, is this fake? And also keeping up with the Kardashians because hijinks. Right. 
Um, so the, the next thing I found, coincidentally via Reddit, is that apparently Dr. Chu does great plastics work and specifically body. Not surprising, okay. I know, res very respectable. Mm -hmm. um, a scene that got left on the cutting room floor was Anna apparently bought three Benzes in a day. Um, she bought one for her, one for her son, and who do you think the third one was for? One for her, one for her son. Was it? It couldn't have been for Kevin. Close enough. It was for Kane. Okay, they they're actually pretty close because I was also reading something, um, and you know we can get into that a little later. Kind of like where are they now? Because as you know, this was shot back in like twenty nineteen, uh, pre pandemic, and um, he was saying like, you know, obviously everything shut down in terms of like shopping during the during the pandemic. But he's like, but well, you got a friend like Anna, like ain't no stopping to the shopping, like. He was like, we would go to... Yeah, stand like, the outside the stores and point mm -hmm. here. And they would, like, hold up the items for them <laughs> through the window, which I thought was funny. So, yes, they're they're closer than I thought. So, that's crazy that just when she's buying a car for her and her son, Kane gets a car, too. Mm -hmm. Which will lead to some things later. I have questions about Kane's money, A and B. You know how I feel. Me and Jay have talked offline, but... Kevin and Kane are in a full relationship or whatever they're doing. So, like, there are plenty of questions I have associated with Kane, but we'll get there. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, Anna has nine gold retrievers. Um, okay. We saw a few dogs, but I didn't realize there were nine. I didn't know she was LVP. <laughs> I, I guess when you're just that rich... You have nothing better to do than to own so many animals. It's kind of peculiar, in my opinion. To own that many variations of anything. Dogs, cats, kids, cars. <laughs> like nine? That's a lot. That's a bold number. Wow, okay. Um, you kind of talked about a where are they now, so maybe I'll leave this one for later and we could just come back to this. Kelly and Andrew are back together, still living apart. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot of these fun facts are about Anna, honestly. Maybe she's a fun fact. Um, Anna got in trouble for not cashing her Netflix check. So, like, when they start sending them to her, she just wasn't cashing them because she didn't quite understand why they would be sending her checks. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't they like made her obviously they're like okay well you kind of have to we're paying you um also speaking of the nine gold retriever house that said house is for sale now for 16 million dollars and they say that she downsized from that hmm. there's no specs that i found on the new house but 16 million were you shocked by that low high what are you thinking um it's kind of low for what i thought she would be but also not really like seeing it like it wasn't like it wasn't that palatial um so that's nice to know that she has some sort of uh <laughs> ceiling and she recognizes that she's literally like, the only person like living in this house i think maybe her and her, her kid so she really doesn't need that big of, well, and then the nine dogs. So she really doesn't need that big of a house anyway. 
Yeah. But it's always interesting to me as to what downsizing really means to rich people because um, I'm willing to bet that the house that she moved into is still pretty ridiculous. I would have assumed that the house she was moving, if I didn't know the price of this house that she had here, I would have assumed she was moving into and settling for a $16 million house. I definitely thought her house was going to be more expensive more. than $16 million. One reason why I'm like, it's whatever, because I'm like, I'm sure she has multiple properties. Exactly. And she might even have multiple in LA. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? No, totally. But I was kind of yeah. shocked. Yeah. Um. Jamie, the fashion girl, her dad's net worth is $4 billion. And he got that money from building the first ever firewall in VPN. Mm -hmm. $4 billion. Cybersecurity. Makes a hell of a lot of dough. $4 billion, though? When I say that I'm literally about to sit here and teach myself how to fucking code, (laughs) <laughs> so I can work in cybersecurity because that's where the money is. Where the money resides. I know. I was kind of talking to my boss earlier about like next roles for me. And I was like, maybe I need to do something engineerish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate it, but I'm going to have to find a way to love it. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is build the next firewall and then you'll never have to work again. Exactly. So I just have to stay focused. <laughs> um, Christine said that she was pretty upset with the way she came off on the show because she felt like she came off one dimensional and they didn't show the many sides to her personality. I always love the blaming it on editing because yeah. it's still you in those reels. <laughs> like these are still things that you have said that you have done you know what I mean so it's not like they completely pulled out you know shit on their ass yeah like you gave them the content they just cut it right she did come off pretty one-dimensional on the show also for sure um and it's interesting because I guess Anna was the hardest person to convince to be on the show obviously because she has real money it's going to be tough to convince somebody with real money to do a reality show but she mm-hmm. ended up doing it because she knew the guy Jeff Jenkins and the person <laughs> who from the other side because I guess really the one who kind of made this all happen was Kelly She's the one who gets a producer credit for bringing everybody, like, picking the cast, basically. I'm going to say, isn't she, like, a producer now? Yeah, well, now because of this, mm. of course. Um, mm. So she got the cast together. She came to the producer with the idea. And Anna was the only one that she didn't know that the producer knew and kind of got her in. So I'm also assuming that's why she got a very favorable edit, Anna. That's fair. You know, she knew the guy, plus she's arguably at least one of the richest. I mean, Jamie's pretty, uh, her family's pretty fucking wealthy as well, but, and I think her money's real. And Jamie also makes her own money um, from uh, endorsements and such. She said only 40,000, which I was screaming at. And then I read a report that says she brings in like 100,000 a year. So... Well, yeah, she's like lying when she says 40. It's so minuscule to her 
She doesn't even know how much money she brings. She has like 40, like no money is what she's, she hears. It's funny because when we worked at, <laughs> we worked at Starbucks, remember like our tips at that one particular Starbucks used to be like so trash. Mm-hmm. But, and for us, we were like, well, you know what, whatever, fine. Like, we didn't even count that money as like our real money. That money was like our club cover money. <laughs> like we're like, okay, we're going to go to the club. Like here's some, here's a couple of dollars. I believe that in her mind is what this 40 or a hundred thousand, whatever the number is, is to her. Like, this is just like, you know, spending cash or just to have cash in my bag. Like that's what that is to her. And I as future is, recall it, that's candy money. I mean, it's candy money. And that's hilarious to me. Cause like, wow, I want to be that rich where a hundred grand is candy money to me. Not, I'm literally surviving off of the whole hundred grand. <laughs> Think if that hundred grand gets taken away from me today, I'm in debt because I don't have it. <laughs> I'm in big <laughs> trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I owe some big people because I don't have that money. <laughs> um, on um, a real money note, apparently in 2006, when Anna's father died, her and her brother sold her father's arms business for 1.2 billion. Yep, it's I wish still we living seen... nice. That was in 2006, and there's the money's not running out anytime soon. Oh, absolutely not. Because even from then, like I, you sell the company, but who knows what kind of I don't want to say spinoffs, but spinoff companies. And I don't um, and the connections that you make, like you just you just have money. You know what I mean? And that's and just also, one thing. If your dad owns a business that is worth 1.2 billion dollars, that's not the only thing you. He has other shit. Pass. Yeah. And also when you're that rich, people just give you shit for free. So the amount of stuff that she's actually spending her money on and buying is like very minimal at this point, probably. Um, she makes herself spend money. She loves to do it. You know what I mean? That's why she always wants to buy shit for her friends. Cause she's like, I mean, like, why not? She probably, you could divide her money into like the number of days she has left to spend it. And it's probably like in the six figures. She's like, I has to spend six figures a day, every day to run out of money mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. there's no way i wish we could have seen her when she was like younger um and or with a little less plastic surgery because japanese and russian i need to see what that looks like unaltered <laughs> i want to know how that comes out and i love that i'm like okay so she's you know, like multicultural, and then like her, on her Japanese side, I think one's like a pearl exporter, and then obviously there's an the arms dealer on the Russian side, which I think is very on brand for both cultures. Very Russian. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm so intrigued cool. as well. Did you ever see that picture of her where she had the brunette hair and she had like a purple dress and she, a little, the face wasn't lifted yet, and she was a brunette, which is interesting. I gotta go back and I gotta go see that. Yeah. Um. So there's that, for all my Real Housewives of Miami people, she looks like Mama Elsa. She's literally a spinning image of her. It's literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Mama Elsa obviously looked a little bit crazier, but she was also older. Anna's on, well on her way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep, so just a couple more. Um, like you all kind of mentioned, the first season wrapped in the beginning of 2019. So this is like pretty old footage. I'm pretty sure we're watching some 2018 footage too. Um, and it's weird because do you remember later on when Cherie's talking about like needing to get proposed to 
she says that like before my mother passed he said he she said that his mom told her that he was going to propose in 2020 so they were trying to like fudge the timeline a little bit because she was like okay and like 2020 ends in a couple months and i'm like no it doesn't like this is not what's happening Mm. kelly Mm. tried to say the show was all real she said like nothing was scripted i'm like okay well like that's your job to say and it's not true and that's fine it's clearly not that's not how this is not how life plays out i've lived life for a couple years now and that no way Uh does life live out like this (laughs) not i've lived life two more facts one in 34 people are millionaires in singapore which is where kane is from Mm-hmm. One in thirty-four. Shit, I need to move there and like up my ante. <laughs> <laughs> like, if odds are on your favor if you move to Singapore. At least you'll end up like for sure hundred thousand area, I guess. Because honestly, to be able to live in Singapore, I think it's like really expensive. Yeah, and the last thing, which you know, HOD housewives, we can't get away from them. Christine tested for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, and she didn't get it. Well, like, obviously not. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? I'm kind of shocked <laughs> she didn't get it. Right. And that also tells me that her edit was probably 100% deserved because you're clearly trying to get on TV a lot. Huh. Yeah, so that's for the fun facts. That's the little, you know, based on my little research, the things I found interesting. Um, but... The most interesting thing to us in particular will obviously be their zodiac signs. Duh. So let's talk. Let's run down the list. I'll tell the audience what they are and we'll talk along the way about what we think. So, starting with the showrunner herself, Kelly, she's a Scorpio. Obviously. And her mate, Andrew, is an Aquarius, which is funny as well. Explains your toxic ass relationship. Um, and it does explain him too, because he actually he, he is kind of I don't want to say cold, because that's not that's what the people detached, use to describe detached. He does seem aloof. Yeah, he does seem yeah. I told you, like he, he has those eyes. Not and I'm not saying that every Aquarius has these eyes, of course. Like stop it, guys. But he in particular, Could there's something. <laughs> they're not telling us his eyes are so empty and i'm never sleep on him being a power ranger too like he can that means you can do some sort of combat type moves too like <laughs> something's happening and also there was this one scene which is so funny once i found out he was an aquarius this scene stood out to me even more because i paused this scene and rewound it because i thought it was so insane and it was just a quick interstitial interstitial she's talking to him and he has on like some sort of shirt that says like love sucks right for for you all i'm sure you'll remember this if not like play along here he has on a shirt that says love sucks and has a picture of a vampire on it but it's really hard to depict that as a picture of a vampire on it like you wouldn't know and then she says like why does that say love sucks like you know they have their weird relationship so she's taking it personally why does that say it's love sucks and then he was like you know he hold on wait he says something like very bizarre like a, a strange quote to explain like <laughs> you know i'm into vampires and then she was like oh he said you know i'm a biter that was exactly what he said. <sighs> he said you know i'm a biter 
And she was like, oh yeah, like, oh, so that must be a vampire. I'm like, wait, you know what a biter is? Like, so he fully must be a vampire. She knew exactly what he was talking about. Not you know a biter, so he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, oh, like vampires, like, oh, love sucks because vampires suck blood. And it all clicked to her. All he had to say was, I'm a biter. You know I'm a biter. So is he like an army hammer type of thing? Because he gives me those vibes too. Why did she know so quickly? I mean, hmm. probably. Hmm. Bizarre. Just like bizarre. Um, so no hate, Aquarius says I love Aquarius. Sorry, you all, if you all were freaked out by that, but hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Anna's a Capricorn, which honestly I found shocking and not shocking at all. Wait, say it again. Which part? Her sign or like my reaction? Her sign. Capricorn. Hmm. Right? She is not dry, not. so that tracks. She's dry, she's wealthy. Um, you know, she doesn't believe she needs to compete with other ladies. I mean, it tracks. I think I was shocked because I like her. Like, I, I personally don't mind her, and I usually don't. <laughs> Capricorn women are usually not my favorites. So it's probably something else going on there. Hmm. Yeah, I was interested by that as well. Uh, Christine, next up, she's a Sag, which that warmed my heart fully for her to be a Sag. Hmm. What a little scamming ass hoe. Yeah, she's going to scam at some point. Maybe she already scamming has. Scamming now. Yeah. <laughs> Even the stuff with Dr. G, how it like suddenly flipped where it was like, oh, Dr. Chu is the one that actually couldn't produce a child. It wasn't me. I was like, wait, what? Right. And she just flipped it in so casually. And then like for her to be a Sag, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Like that track. And I don't want her to, to to really get off easy on the block here and be like, oh, I bear the burden for your for you and your family. Okay, bitch. Yeah, you bear the burden with this. Yeah, you have to sit at the kids' table at the family dinners. Okay, whatever, bye. That's horrible. But you were you which which was especially heinous. <laughs> 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 but you were married to the top surgeon, if not one of the top surgeons in Beverly Hills. You live a very, very, very nice lifestyle. And he doesn't seem to be, from what I can see thus far, and obviously, like, things will come out eventually if it's true, but he doesn't seem to be abusive or anything like that. Um, except that he wants to turn you into a big making factory, even though, like, you clearly <laughs> had trouble with your first birth. But... But that's just the heterosexual hell we live in, you know? Period, right. But somebody said it before, too. And I was like... It was like something to the effect of, like, don't marry for money because you will always have to pay. Yeah, I told you that quote because that's what Bethany... That's Bethany's, like, signature quote. Like, your Yolanda quote is yours. That Bethany quote stuck with me so hard. Like, it is so true. If you marry for money, you will pay for the rest of your life. Yeah. Period. 
Christine, you slick fucker. Um, from one slick fucker to another, the other said, oh, who's surprised? It's fucking Kane. <laughs> bitch, he's not who he's pretending to be, bitch. I, I don't mind that energy on men, though. Maybe I'm sexist. I don't mind that energy on either. I love Sages, even though they're scammers. It's just like, when you smell it, you can smell it. It's just like, oh, you slick fuck. Yeah, yeah. You may pull the wool over these other fuckers' eyes, but... But, like, literally, never mind. We see each other. Yeah. So, Kane being the other one, when I saw that, I damn near fell out of my fucking bed. I was so lit for that. (laughs) Um... You know, like, Anna's wasn't satisfying me. Like, Capricorn, maybe because that sign is not satisfying, but, like, oh, sorry, Capricorns, you all are awesome. I just, Uh -uh. you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't wasn't excited when I found out she was a Capricorn. But for those two, like, anytime I find out someone is a Sag, honestly, it just lights me up. I'm like, oh, there's a story there. Mm. Ugh, okay. Jamie, the fashion girl, she's a Scorpio. Okay. And we don't know that much about her, which could be a Scorpio thing or just like, she just seemed like a friend of anyway. She wasn't really a main cast member. So we'll see if we ever find out what that means with her. Right. Uh, DJ Kim Lee is a Gemini. <laughs> and that tracks. <laughs> that one got me excited too, honestly. That tracks. And I liked her until she did that crazy shit. Not crazy, but just distasteful immature Immature. you know they they really just have a propensity to do something that's either immature or just distasteful and you're like okay at some point i don't know i just stopped laughing at them but that's i mean i'm a pisces so they're sign of square to mind mind. or uh, a lot of people can relate to that i embrace it a little more and it's a little more refreshing to me and i enjoy it and i like her too even when she did that i was like oh i don't like that but I still liked her. Like, I just didn't like her refusal to like apologize. I was like, well, damn, just do it to shut the people up. Even. It was the blatant like, no. Like, I'm not <laughs> like, even here to hear your opinions as to why I could possibly be wrong. I'm not wrong. There's no way I'm wrong, even though I'm dead wrong. Only to do it later. I'm like, so what was all this fight for? She had to come to the realization of her own, clearly. But it's just like on Bravo, like you can't force an apology out of someone. Like the day after, like when they went, people, odds are day next next day, you're not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm definitely very sorry. Unless you're very level-headed. If you're a little bit of a nutcase, it's going to take you a second to be like, oh, okay, that wasn't great. Which everybody on the show is, so. Yeah, to be on reality TV, you are probably a nutcase. So just takes a second. But I like the way her and Anna like came around in the end. The center of the show, I guess kind of like the narrator of the show, Kevin. Again, like, where's the shock here? He's a Leo. Oh, you mean because he's taking off his shirt every five fucking seconds? I could have told anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> isn't that so funny? It's very on brand. And he isn't, like, really the center of the show should have been Kelly. She should have been the one we were seeing it through her perspective. Because, again, she's the one that really cast everybody. She had the connection. She was the kind of producer. She should have been the one. But she said it just naturally became Kevin. And, like, Kevin was like, I never knew it was going to be me. It just became me. Of course, of course he just He has no idea how it could become him. 
So yeah, I live for that too. Um, Cherie is an Aquarius as well. And she's a better Aquarius. So Aquarius isn't, I know you all were scared about Andrew, but like Cherie embrace a little more. Yeah, I mean, you can just tell because like her whole situation is <sighs> different. <laughs> Avant-garde. New age, She's like yeah. one of the only, I guess in her family or at least in her culture where she wasn't married when she had kids. And she proposed to him. It, it just definitely tracks. Um, and then kind of friend of who honestly just stood out. So I had to give him one. And of course, his son is a Leo. So it doesn't even fucking matter. And he does fucking hair. It's Guy Tang. <laughs> Which I, I mean, have you heard of Guy Tang as well? Yeah. Yeah, he like, he's famous. I was like, wait, is he like not a, not a household name, but like, if you know celebrities and you know a few names, doesn't everyone know who Guy, Guy Tang is? I was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was him. Like, I feel like I knew his name more than his face because I didn't realize it was him. When they kept calling him Guy, it didn't click for me. I don't think it clicked for me either because I feel like I knew his name, but I don't know if I like knew his face to that extent. If that makes any sense. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know his yeah. face, I, but I definitely knew his name. Yeah. And the face is plastic, honey. Um, oh, but- boy. <laughs> I mean, again, handsome Squidward implants like crazy. Like, the face is looking like he and our boy Kane went to the same quack and got fillers together. Like, it's for sure that type of vibe, but like guys so cute hmm. yeah so gee that was everyone's sign no shockers here really a couple like I mean Anna honestly was the biggest shocker but everyone else like pretty much it was Tricks. destined to be yeah whatever I we already talked about kind of Kevin being the narrator and how he didn't really all, know all these people because in the beginning, when he first introduces himself, he says, I'm Kevin, I just moved from Philly, um, and I've known these people for about a year. So it's like, wait, what? You've only known these people for a year? It takes a while to produce a show. Like, how long have you known these people? Da, da, da. It seemed all kind of weird and strange, at least timeline-wise. And I guess Kelly had, like, DM'd him on IG because she saw some video of his, and she said, if you're ever in LA, like reach out. And he's like, well, I'm moving there next month. And then that's how you got swept up in all this. Hmm. What's funny is he phrases it as like, I was like on the verge of moving to LA and then I moved there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the thing that made you move. Like, yeah, you had been toying with the idea for years, but what actually made you pull the trigger? Oh, like a TV opportunity. Which I guess is a fair reason to move anywhere. <laughs> I mean, people move for jobs. You don't move when you don't have a job. Right. And I'm sure the modeling gigs are, aren't going to pay the bills every month. Well, especially the modeling gigs out of Philly. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. The LA ones will barely keep you afloat, but let alone in Philly. Uh, yeah, so it's just interesting that he just got pulled into all of this. And again, it just it happens to be him. He's the one that doesn't have money. 
of the group the least amount of money let me put it that way so he's able to be more relatable to the audience and be like look how crazy these people live isn't it wild mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes sense right although i did read an article that claimed that he had more money than he says but yeah there was some like rumor floating around that he was worth 10 million and he was like i'm the last to find that out because i'd love to see the 10 million right i mean either he's like really good and like even pretending to like have like roommates or he really doesn't make that much money i believe he doesn't make that much money he just carries himself like somebody who is not worth 10 million (laughs) dollars um uh it was i kind of talked about it a little later but we're here (sighs) finally we can talk about kane and kevin being boyfriends now allegedly allegedly kane and kevin i would say kane is like the second narrator and i noticed i wrote this down kind of in my notes that in every scene it's either one of the two of them or both of them uh, mm-hmm. okay so that's kind of interesting and if you'll notice he says like the closest one i got to is kane that's the one that kind of he has the closest relationship with that he's known even though it's been this year in the last party it kind of amplified even more because as he's talking to kim lee and kind of flirting with her you can hear in the back kevin kevin and it's kane and kim's like why is he always calling your name and even when he was talking about kelly multiple times Kane always made it seem like it was a fucking joke. I mean, it was. <laughs> but he knew it was a joke. Because he says, oh, that's my gigolo. Maybe he screws Anna every once in a while. I don't know. He just gives me pass around. But he for sure, allegedly, is sleeping with Kane. And just their energy between them. It's, it's off the chart. So that's a rumor I just want to float out to you all. If you see something, say something. I said something. Tell me if you see something. I'd love to know. Yeah, Um, I'd be intrigued if that turns out to be true. I mean, I don't see how how or if they would even um, reveal that to be true, but curious the only reason why i because i don't know how i feel about it particularly i mean it could be true i don't feel any type of way toward it but i will say that kevin is kind of awkward to me with women he really is you know especially with kelly oh my gosh he he like whoa he could have been so much more smoother than he was with that whole situation and I was like, I don't know if it's just her or, and they even try to like pretend and like float around the idea of him and Kim Lee getting together, but spoiler alert, they're not together. Um, and they don't, I don't even think they even follow each other on social media. So <laughs> and not to skip ahead too much, but also there's a conversation where they sit down with Andrew and they're talking about how he doesn't give enough anal to Kelly and uh-huh. that she's craving anal. 
and then you'll notice Kevin piped up. Like I've never seen, like he's usually in the scene, but he like was so lit for that conversation. And he was like, I love anal. And I'm not saying you have to be a gay man to love anal, but it just, on top of everything, I had already felt him hopping up. You know, oh yeah, I'm just, I freaking love anal. Right. Is that just because like, you, you know, you want the girl, so you're just trying to be annoying, be like, oh, I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or is it, something else there i think he just really loves anal (laughs) (laughs) that was it i think it's actually pretty wild that she was like craving it and voiced that i was like i kind of live for her being like you know what our sex life is very great and healthy but i'm missing out on anal which i love and he's not giving it to me that's interesting it's interesting that he's not giving it to her it's interesting that he's yeah that he's not into it it's either I mean and I understand that if I had a dick I don't know if I would be obsessed with anal either I mean men seem to be obsessed just just because they love to take advantage of women in any hole they can but (laughs) I could understand because it's a lot different than dealing with a vagina it's like if there's a vagina already here like I don't have to mine in the ass where there's risk of accidents and leads to other things and not as easy to get into and all of that when you could just like go into something that is meant for, you know? If you're having yeah. heterosexual sex. I think the point though is I think that's kind of like part of the appeal. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Because it's it's so... Uh, taboo. Taboo. And it, it's taboo. Like obviously like people are... We're, we're hip now people are talking about it way more so it's becoming less of a taboo but it's just the fact that that mess can always happen that risk is always there it's like a it's like a very speculative sport <laughs> to do anal and i think and there's a smell associated with it no matter how clean it is so it's just like unless you're a porn star who like cleans for which none of us are doing prop proper anal cleaning so it's always going to have a certain something to it. Right. So it's just funny that Andrew's like, no, 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 no. She's ready to gape her anus and he's just like, no, no, no. Not for me. Right. Either he had a bad experience or he just doesn't like it. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'm not... I I didn't hear that and think like, oh... He don't do ain't like I wasn't thinking that, but clearly it bothered her. Bothered her enough that she needed to tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you imagine if that's like your thing in bed? You're like, I just love anal. And that guy, I mean, we didn't get into her backstory, but also allegedly, we're throwing out some claims here. I'm throwing out some claims here. She definitely knew what her ex was doing. She pretended she didn't know because the feds are always watching. So you can't say like, and I totally knew what my husband was doing. And he had an offshore account for me, and that's how I'm able to live now. Like you can't say any of that, and I get that. But but the reveal of her being a Scorpio and just for the simple fact that she definitely knew, not every detail, but knew illegal things were going on. It's crazy to think she was living like a, a different lifestyle. And yeah, that guy was definitely running through her asshole. <laughs> Maybe we should have put rated R on this uh, podcast in the beginning. We can put we'll it put here now. I mean, <laughs> I hate to think it's yeah. PG the rest of the way, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> it was a really sexual show. I don't know. Um, so triple X, get the kids out the room if they're here. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's too late now. 
Yeah, it is too late, but tell them to get out now. We'll link in the description box. So I hope y'all read it <laughs> at a time. Um, if not, I did my job. If not, who really listens to podcasts with their kids in the room, you know? Well, I don't have kids, so I can't speak on that, but uh, nonetheless. <laughs> well, I wouldn't listen to this podcast with kids in the room. We're always cursing, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's we've taken deviations before, scary deviations. So this is nothing <laughs> new, but all that to say. Because we're obsessed with anal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> For anal. like anal play, we talk about anal play on a regular basis and neither of us do anal. <laughs> it's just so intriguing to me like it's so intriguing and i i like you know jane and i we've discussed um offline before like how we just feel like it's one of those things you just you're eventually just gonna ha- kind of have to do like it's yeah you're we're not above anal we're just not at the point where we've had to sell our asses to, like keep people yeah. alive or something like I would break up with a man before he was like, "Let's do it." And I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> think." I guess we've hit the end of our relationship. Like, cause I don't. But it's like if he's really worth it, it's like the tail end, and I'm like, "Well, tail end, no pun intended." And I'm really trying to save something. <laughs> I might put my ass on the table. You know what I mean? Just like fuck it. Here we are. Let me sit this ass. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, like I imagine, especially if I get married, like that's gonna have to go probably gonna be like one of the first things you know what i mean yeah that's what i'm just saving my ass for my husband but other than that like it's totally fine yeah um yeah sorry for that anal aside you all uh and if you all do anal we're very intrigued and really proud of you all it's something we wish we had done and we haven't done yet yeah, you uh, bitches are pioneers <laughs> yeah you bitches <laughs> who are ahead of the curve like we're so fucking jealous so you've already like gotten that hump over with i'm so fucking pissed um yeah so all that to say kevin and kane are definitely hooking up and doing anal or kevin's doing anal and kane's taking anal and like whatever's going on okay and kelly (laughs) loves anal so it's just a crew of anal kids so i feel like this is like a fucking watch happens live and it's like take a shot for as many times as we've mentioned the word anal in this podcast like um shotsky we've said anal 26 (laughs) times this episode if you're driving home please don't drive you should be fucking wasted if you're smoking choke up one last time and then be done for the day because you're high as shit because we said anal a lot wow and it probably won't be the last uh another bold claim i'm throwing out Anna's on pills, you all. <sighs> allegedly, 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 allegedly. Allegedly. She got seriously she got allegedly with money. her. And she got arms dealing money. Like, I don't need no Russian man coming into my apartment in the middle of the night. Like, like offing me. Like, no. <laughs> um, so this is an Anna Stan account, but also like she's on pills. <laughs> The slurring in the daytime, the head always being tilted down, like she was always like looking at up at us, giving me she's like barely alive. Like sometimes you have to check on her a little bit, a little bit like Meredith Marks again, another pill head, really allegedly. Um, she's just a tired, zanned out personality. Right. And always looking frazzled a little bit like Miriam Cosby, another pill head. I mean, allegedly, 
it's just like it's it's all tracking and I can't help but notice <laughs> and I my friend Kaylin is the one who got me hip to she gets me hip to every tv show she's a tv and movie pioneer anyway so when I watched the first episode I texted her and like my first note was like oh Anna's on pills like I'm come on I love drugs nope she's on pills and Kaylin wasn't playing with me and I went to the wrong woman because she is not a pill expert she's not a drug expert I should never have bounce that idea off her she's like no I don't think she's like that she's just like has surgery I'm like no you're you're not even catching what I'm putting down here (laughs) I'm happy to be in a space with another druggie who's like yeah like open because that's what I'm not I wasn't asking I was telling her like she's on pills no she's definitely on a drug of some sort and I think pills fits that description a really good downer that I wouldn't buy a prescription to yeah because you can tell a weed high you could tell a coke high for sure and you can tell a pill pill yeah it's giving me like opiate yeah for sure um and she has the money for it so yeah plus like when you're super rich like that like and you've done everything you've bought everything you've been everywhere i mean what's left to do you know what i mean I hate to make a sweeping statement, but everyone in LA is on pills. Sorry, LA. Allegedly. I don't even know oh, how to say allegedly. You all would say, like, fuck yeah. I, I believe everyone in LA that lives there, at least transplants, are like totally embracing that. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like true. So, what's a pill for Anna? Whatever. It's nothing. <sighs> wow. I think those are all the hot takes. I have that I really want to like throw out there my next one maybe it will lead to a hot take I don't know but it's more of a question everyone says Kevin is super super hot and like that's kind of what he's known for is Kevin hot we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor he is attractive I won't won't take that from him okay because I'm looking at this one particular picture on his Instagram I'm like okay I can see is he extremely I photogenic? I haven't looked at his IG yet. Yes, he's very photogenic. Um, of course. Well, I shouldn't say very, but I'm looking at this one picture with the sunset rising a little bit in the background. His hair is perfectly coiffed. Um, he has like a little bit of that, you know, beard stubble. And I'm like, okay, all right. He's kind of hot. Um, but then I see some other pictures and I'm like, oh, you know, it's, just, it's like regular. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see the appeal. I definitely think he's one of the cutest of the guys. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's really an accolade he can really take home, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on his IG, and if you're talking about this picture from one day ago, this is keeping it PG. I totally understand what you mean. He looks amazing. No, it wasn't that one. I'm actually, let me send it to you. He's like in this, like, it's a little further down, December 24th. Or do you want me to just send it? He's like in a black turtleneck. The, the sun's a little bit behind him. He's like standing on top of the oh, building. Yeah, he, does look good. he looks really good in that shot. You know what I mean? Like model good. Yeah. Like but Jax Taylor, eat your heart out. You know what I mean? So you know the like, most photogenic motherfucker we know is James Kennedy. So like <laughs> James Kennedy, hard. eat your fucking heart out. Which is interesting you brought him up because he's an Aquarius, so the opposite signs. Um, you know DJ JK is just literally the most. Photogenic he's so photogenic, seen. and then so fugly in person. 
Uh, he has such a British face. And again, if we have any British listeners, like completely ignore what I just said. But he has such a British look. And, but then when he takes photographs, he just looks plain handsome. Striking. When too. he takes a photograph, it's like Bond, James Bond. Like he really transforms. It's actually. Like totally. It's crazy. If there's any compliment I could pay to him, it's that. I mean, listen, I love James no matter what anyway. But just know that that's also like really funny to me. Um, I don't know if I, if I personally, I mean, as a guy, you get away with it anyway, but I don't know if I would want to be photogenic and nothing else genic. <laughs> like not as good in person or in video. Yeah, I love photo specific beauty. It's, you literally have to be a model if you have that. Why waste it? It's so interesting because like, I feel like I look better in, I mean, I've been told to look better in person, which is fine. That's like, I'll take that any day. And I feel like I also look better in video, which I also don't mind because then you can just take your screenshots from the video, which is what I usually kind of do. But to be able to just snap and take a picture, how convenient. Like, he'd be out selling fucking Raquel in these pictures. That's crazy. Those pictures essentially changed his whole life and took him from a young boy from Philly to the man we know today on Bling Empire. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also obsessed that he's from Philly. Of course, I'm sure you are as well. The Philly development, like, we can never leave that behind. That's so interesting. (sighs) Okay. Wait, you're going to have to cut this out. What you say, babe? I so said, you're going to have to cut this part out, but I'm screaming. I'm, like, scrolling through James Kennedy's photos. And why do I see that Obi comment? <laughs> no, what did Obi say? Positive or negative? Positive. He was, like, stunning. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We need to be commenting under James' pictures. We're actually very behind that we have it. But wait, this picture really was stunning. I stopped and I thought I was like, damn. You know, he looks striking in a fucking photograph. Like, I feel like he's making eye contact with me. Like, look, it's crazy. No, he looks amazing. I'm about to send it to you because he looks so weird. Yes, Obi! Give it the winning team, ho. James, we stand. Um, God, we can never escape Bravo. The next thing I want to talk about is the trip to Paris. So, just to remind you all what kind of happened... It's Kelly's birthday, and what better way to celebrate her birthday than to fly to Paris? Because Anna says, I want to take her to my favorite restaurant, and then she says something like, je m'appelle, like whatever. And then (laughs) (laughs) it ends up being in France, so they end up going to France. Which, again, is interesting, considering that Kelly said the only one she didn't know when the show started was Anna, and yet Anna whisks her way to Paris. No problem. No fucking problem. And fun for uh-huh. Anna is like pretending to work. So she puts on a flight attendant outfit and is like, ha ha ha, isn't this funny? Look at me. And then she gets to sit down in her seat and never work again. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew's broke ass is so excited to be along for the ride. That trip ended up pretty disturbing for me. I'm not gonna fake. Let's talk about it. 
Um, and me, I was watching this particular scene. I was again, I was at my parents' house and, you know, I just threw on Bling Empire. And um, so I was tired of hearing people talk about it. I was like, I haven't seen it. Let's go. Let's do it. And, you know, we were all watching because they, they love to pretend like they don't want to watch anything that I'm watching. And then suddenly they're sitting next to me. They're asking me questions. They're interrupting the show. So as we were watching that, my dad was like, what? Like, this man is bugging. He's like, yo, he just got here on a free fucking trip to Paris. To Paris. And he's bugging out at her like that? And then we had all just basically concluded that, like, he's, one, definitely yelled at her. I mean, she already admitted it. But as he was yelling, I was like, he's definitely yelled at her like this before. Number one. Number two, he will definitely put his hands on her at some point, probably. Um... And I really, for the life of me, could not understand. And this is how I knew he wasn't working with a full fucking deck. Because, okay. She left you at the hotel while you were sleeping. And you felt some type of way. I think it's valid to, like, feel some way. Like, oh, damn. Like, they didn't wake me up. Da, 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 da. But a normal person would just, like, when you call back, you call her, find out where she's at. You meet her up. And you just mention, like, oh, next time, can you just wake me up? I don't, really, don't want to miss out, and, like, on anything on this trip like the fact that his first instinct was to black on her <laughs> upon waking up listen and she's good because I would have been hung up on him I don't know why she was entertaining that shit yeah like, she was just sitting there taking it like in the like you said it's very evident that happened before because she just went into like a catatonic state and like let him attack her yeah and one of the fun facts was connected to the scene and Anna thought when they were first shooting the scene that it was like a joke scene. And then it was like later revealed like, no, like Andrew's not kidding. No, like this man means business. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, Andrew kind of like has like a, a mean side. I'm like, yeah, that's an understatement. Right. Huh. It was just very scary to me. I don't like situations like that where I feel like women are being subjected to shit like that. And not to pull um, Stasi, but it's my fucking birthday? Like, for you to just, like, do that? And you know what? She claims, like, oh, he was super jet lag, he was sleeping, that's why I left him. Probably not. Let's be real. Like, if you really wanted your man there, you would have woken the fuck up. Right, like, babe, get in the shower, we're about to leave! And she, like, ran out the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Let's be real. If you really wanted him to go, you would have went. The, the thing is, she probably just wanted to be hanging out with her friend without him for a minute. And you proved why she don't want you around because you do this. <laughs> and Andrew's already a weirdo about the show and talking like later when they're talking about him. He said, what? Like, you all like aren't allowed to talk about me. It's like, dude, I, I don't like, I've had personal experiences. That I'm sure we all have when people are like, you can't talk about me with other people. I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. But if we are friends, the odds are your name is going to come up in my life in some way, whether I'm talking good or bad, period. Like, uh -huh. that's just how that goes. You can't say you're not allowed to talk about me. No, I'm not allowed to say certain shit about you if you want me not to say it, clarify. And then certain things you don't have to say because it's quite obvious, like, I'm not going to repeat that. But you can't, like, set a rule where you're like, you're not allowed to talk about me. And as crazy as you're acting, you're giving content, dude. I'm sorry. 
Like, It'd be the people ugh. giving content that'd be like, don't talk about me. Like, well, stop giving me content. Yeah. <laughs> I would stop talking about you if you were like me and lived a regular life. But I can't. Listen, I think there's an extent to it. Like, because I, I do feel like everybody should have like that one person that they just kind of not necessarily don't talk about ever because I like you were saying that I just don't know if that's like 100% like realistic but there's like one person that they kind of don't like cross like a line with or keep their talk about to to a minimum you know what I mean but and I feel like there is there is like a level of like respect that you I would assume would have like when you're talking about a friend to someone else um like I, I wouldn't want you to go on to, in, like to some deep shit or right which is what I said like you it comes without yeah. saying like certain things you don't repeat about people that's just being a human like fuck like duh yeah there is some level where you gotta you should cut yourself off um and again also it shouldn't be something that you're talking about every day also like I shouldn't be in your conversation negatively every time you're talking to this other person I would hope and if um, I am, Andrew, it's you, babe. I hate to, I hate that you're scared she's talking about you because if you hear your name, you know it's bad. And she's like, I'm sorry, I have to talk about it. You did it in front of somebody. It's one thing she obviously was going to keep it a secret until he did it on camera. And then it was like, oh, well, then now I have to talk about it. Right, on camera, in front of the main character. So, I mean. The fucking grand dame heard it exactly because if it was on camera then like we wouldn't be talking about it until at least like until now you know they wouldn't have seen it until after but you also did it while she was with somebody now does she need to put you on speakerphone probably not uh, <laughs> but we know a lot of abuse victims do stuff like that because it's a cry for help yeah <laughs> she's like oops how did this get out here it's like bitch because you wanted us to find out Right, like, oh my god, I can't believe he did that, even though he literally does it all the time. <laughs> and she was like, do, 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 what ring are we gonna get? And Anna's still like, wait, what? He's crazy. <laughs> I love that the Capricorn was very much still grounded in reality. Like, well, wait, what, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> right, she's still like reeling from this nut. That it was truly insane that trip and it, they didn't expect it obviously to be that insane they thought the craziest part was the fact that anna flew them there for kelly's birthday this woman she barely knows no the craziest part is andrew the freeloader who somehow got on this trip the freeloader was acting up that's what pissed me off too and i was talking to my dad about it. we were laughing i was like how does the man who didn't pay for shit in this situation got the most to say how is it the man that Anna would not have invited if you were not in relation to this woman? I mean, obviously, but also because she just doesn't like you. Like you wouldn't, you got a pity invite in the first place, and now, yeah, you have yeah. some sort of sense of entitlement. Like you deserve to go on these trips and shit, and you deserve to be taken everywhere they go. No, I'm like boy, if you don't get ungrateful ass. So that really started the show on a great note. That Paris trip was like, whoa, that we didn't know we were signing up for all that. So that kind of kicks off the show in terms of like big drama. Everything else was kind of glossy. Again, it was Kevin narrating what's going on. 
That mm-hmm. lets us know we're in for some shit, some soap type shit. The shit we're here for. Um, then there's just, again, just a weird scene I just wanted to cover. There's a storyline with Christine and Dr. Chu that she wants to have another kid and she really struggled to have the first kid. Baby G is a miracle baby, so she doesn't want to put herself through that again, so if they have to have any more kids, it would have to be, and it'd be their kids biologically, it would have to be via surrogate. Mm-hmm. And at this point, again, Satch Gamer, at this point, she's pretending that she's totally down for this baby. It's fine. Sure, let's ask the parents, which his parents, who have to approve of everything they do as if they're in the royal family because he would be royalty today if they there were royalty there in China. Like, so they have to go through everything with them. So there's this weird scene that they film with the baby. It's just her, Christine, in her house with Dr. Chu and baby G. <laughs> and they're filming a video, I guess, to ask the grandparents for permission to have a baby via surrogate. And again, and this show is not scripted at all. And if you don't hear the sarcasm in my voice, there was sarcasm. And Dr. G says this. Hey, baby G, say hi to grandma and grandpa. Oh, why so sad? Be baby G, go, eh. Eh. What's that? Eh. You want a sibling? Do you think grandma and grandpa should care? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then he turns to the camera to address grandma and grandpa. He says, is it okay? Because we don't want mommy to be lost either. Not lost. (laughs) Like, as if she will just like expire. Like, yeah, (laughs) just lost. Like, no, we don't want Christine to die having a baby. So is it okay if we have a surrogate? <laughs> First of all, the options there are really bleak. It's I either have to completely disregard customs and have some other woman carry my child, or I have to perish while carrying my own. <laughs> she's definitely in a rock and a hard place. I get like why she's like, listen... <laughs> I don't want another kid. I'm cool with the one. It's the boy. And now I'm going to sit the kids table. Like, Christine got what she wanted out of the deal. She's no longer being disrespected and she doesn't have to sit at the kids table and she doesn't have to produce an air because she already did that already. So I'm with her. Why do I need to go through this again? If you wanted two kids so badly, why didn't you throw two eggs up in there? But they already have the shit. We went to go visit London and Margot. They're right there. We could just take them. You don't it's not Margot kid. as in Margot Robbie. It's Margot as in. <laughs> I was like, oh. Chateau Margot. Um, right. So whatever. If that makes you feel any better, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. For is the this what you meant by? Is that what they meant by? Um, you know, you're getting like this uh, shallow edit. Uh, you, <laughs> you offer that information on your own, honey. I know that shit was 100% not scripted. That scene right there. No one said Margot as in Margot Robbie. Like, no producer shouted that out. <laughs> <laughs> you prompted yourself. No, like, not. 
is it Margot Robbie? It's like what she heard. She was like, no, no, like not Margot Robbie. You could tell she was again jonesing to be on TV. So that was just an odd scene. And speaking of baby names, I can't help but address the fact that Cherie has ghetto ass names for her fucking kids. <laughs> is Jador and what what was the other one? What's the last one? Javon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of literally everybody being able to get away with terrible names for their children, except for Black people. It stops today. Today it is the last day because Javon. Right the fuck now, in honor of the passing of one of our brightest stars in the Black community, Cicely Tyson, with a very normal name, Cicely. <laughs> we are now very- declaring that we are not the only ones with the crazy names. And I want my people to be free to name their children whatever they want. Because you hoes over here talking about McKaylee's, Jadors, and Javon's. Margot named after Chateau Margot. I can't name my baby Dior. China because I I think it's a cute place. (laughs) Mm -mm. The blasphemy stops today. Javon, which I could, Javon was, I mean, like, Jador was enough. I was like, okay, like, Jador, Dior, okay, like, it's not that it's good. I've heard the name Jador before. It's not that it's good. (laughs) It's not that it's good, but, you know, sometimes people have, like, one weird name, and then the rest of the kids' name was like, hi, I'm Carl, I'm Michael, I'm James, like, (laughs) right. then when I give you the pregnancy, yeah, I give you the pregnancy brain for one kid. Unfortunately for me, I was that one kid. <laughs> so yeah, both of us have fucked up names. So I'm here. Okay, our names sure. are not fucked up. It's the spelling. Now that I can't argue with anybody. There's for us. I think we have. Well, I won't go into detail, but th- there is something peculiar about the spelling. I think that's the problem. The names itself, I think, are fine. And Javon is spelled with an E. And the Javon, I know a Javon. He's an African American male, and his name is with an A. So I, I also just found the Javon with the E instead of an A to also be misspelled. Did that somehow make you more chic than when a black person does it? She might as well have named the baby Jerome. That's how I felt. I was like, this baby is Jerome. Like Dante. Like it could have been <laughs> anything. Javon. I couldn't and no one reacted to it i could not get over that they were like javon yeah yeah javon and the way they said it i almost didn't catch that it was ghetto and so like we keep saying it stops here name y'all babies whatever the fuck y'all want and don't let nobody and don't let any of their future teachers try to act like they can't fucking pronounce their motherfucking name Javon. Javon. Hmm. Well, I'm praying for Cherie's mother, who is not Javon, you know, even though there's kind of a plot line that he is one and the same with her mother, but I am praying for her mother that that scene where Kane and Kevin came over and Kane, who is great with parents as an overall, everyone's parents love him. And I love Uh a person that's great with parents. I like to fancy myself one. So he he won over every parent. And he, of course, like with her parent was like, yes, I felt very close to your mother. 
um like she was a mom to me and he was like helping remember her with her it was it was honestly a beautiful scene yeah but it's funny because like her boyfriend wasn't really into it but it's fine yeah he um he thought the javon being the mom storyline was ridiculous and the way they shot it it also seemed like hijinksy (laughs) very filler fluff episode type of hijinks yeah and they're like we've got to tie the mom back in you just had a baby like let's turn it around and we're not getting the tyler henry yeah i have a whole tyler henry aside but once i saw him come on the camera i was like oh okay this is a fake storyline okay like okay hate that they were i don't think it was fake for her i think that's what's fucked up for her it was very (laughs) real but it was a very fake (laughs) storyline would you ever propose to your man we're talking about sheree no she kind of brings it up from the beginning what's your feeling no no absolutely not would you look at your friends differently would you be disgusted if one of your friends did it First of all, I don't consider myself that pressed to get married. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, I'm perfectly okay with a long-standing partnership on some Goldie Hawn-Kurt Russell thing because clearly their shit works fine. But I could never do that myself and I would look at my friend kind of crazy. It just, I'm sorry. It just feels very desperate to me. Very, 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 very desperate. But I can't have these men out here thinking that I'm pressed to have them. No, 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 no. They have like three things they're supposed to do their entire lives in a relationship. Like make money, lay pipe, and like propose. That's it. That's it. So no, I'm not taking a burden off of your shoulders by proposing to myself. No. So I'm supposed to give birth to both your cheering. And I'm supposed to propose to you? And I'm bringing my own money anyway because I got family money. What? Right. And she turned down her pop star career that she had overseas to like come be domestic with him. She's like some Erica Jane in some other country. And she said, fuck it. Yeah, I'd rather be a wife. Star, which I think is nuts because again, like you turn it down to be a wife and you're not a wife. So I get I get why you you are proposing. <laughs> I get why you're pressed to do it. I just think it's important. The only other person I can think of that did it on TV was Chrissy to Jim Jones for all of our love and hip hop New York fans season one. And look how that ended. And look how they were are in a 12 year engagement. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Jim was so he was so disgusted by that. Yeah, he felt <laughs> emasculated when she did that. And that's another problem. Like, it's so easily... <laughs> men are so easily emasculated, which... Uh, Heterosexual I mean, men just have such a fucking right. sensitive ego. It's disgusting. Right, which they need to talk to their therapist about, but they don't really go to therapy that often. So, I mean, here we are. So the last thing I'm going to do is do something that I even feel like, damn, I'm emasculating him. Because it's one thing if I did it all like by mistake. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh shit, like I didn't know that you were gonna feel this type of way about that. But that to me, that is we've established that is the man's job. Gender rules aside, I think we can keep that one. I think he can keep that one. I don't think I feel like I need to argue with that one. <laughs> Personally speaking. 
And so I just, oh, ooh, child, that shit bothered me. When she brought it up, I thought she was just joking. I thought they were just trying to push a plot. I didn't realize that she was actually going to do it. I was with you, too. I was like, the same thing. I'm thinking she's just floating this around, and then he's going to propose in the end. But as soon as she told Christine in that serious situation, and then the way that final scene was shot, again, it's, it's shot like a soap opera, so it's, like, easy to predict. I was like, oh, she's proposing. I wrote down in my notes, like, there's a proposal coming. And then she was like, I'm proposing tonight. I was like, okay, okay. So there is a proposal tonight, and she is doing it. Like, whoa. In because I also don't want to be with the kind of guy that makes me feel like I got to do this. <laughs> that makes me feel like I got to put my dick on the table. Figuratively speaking, of course. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't want that situation. In the words of Jordan Woods, I don't need your situation. I don't want that to be my life. Like I could only imagine the talk of everyone in my family. Like, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she proposed to her man. I would never be able to live that down in a black household. I would never. Would be able people to live show that down. up to my wedding, or would they think I'm a joke? It just, it sounds, it sounds like I'm hiding something, I feel like, if I'm proposing to him. Why do you need to be married to this man so bad? Is what that sounds like to me. <laughs> like, why? And why does he not love you as much as you love him? Exactly. It's really my question, because, like, Another he clearly reason. doesn't love you. Another reason as to why I couldn't do it also, because... I feel like I just have the belief that like in order for like a, a marriage to work long term, I think that the man has to be a little bit more in love with the woman. I really do. Um, obviously I'm talking about heterosexual relationships. So homosexual relationships are different. Yeah, lucky. But you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that he has to be more in love because I feel like a woman's gonna do what she needs to do for the relationship to work more often than not. Even the worst kind of wife is still better than a decent husband. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, exactly. No, literally, this is a principle my mother taught me as a child. Like, it's 100% <laughs> yeah. true. It's just so I need is. him to be ready to give me 100% because at the end of the day, and these are the heterosexual woes, because <laughs> at the end of the day, sometimes men's 100% is, you know, a woman 60 and like I don't have time so no I'm not going to be able to be in this relationship where I'm the one that had to drop to the knee figuratively because she didn't even drop to the knee thank god for small favors as if that scene wasn't awkward enough I couldn't believe they cut everything else to look like something else but they really just sat there and reeled it in real time like, we truly watched the, day, the entire engagement. Because I think that they also realized this is actually pretty nuts. <laughs> they said this. something without saying something. Yeah, that was a lot. I almost wanted to fast forward past it. I was cringing so hard. I did too. I'm like, he obviously says yes, even though he never says it. So, like, I need to get past this. Right. Ugh, that was bad. Andrew and Kelly are in therapy quite a few times during the stint of this show and Andrew always had some real gems in there obviously he's a master manipulator so he's trying to be 
So he's saying whatever it takes to try to get away with his actions. And one of the things he says to the therapist or after therapy, when he's talking to Kelly and saying like, I'm changing, like I'm working on myself. He says, quote, I self-regulate as much as I can. Ooh. <laughs> like as much as you can. Again, we're talking about some people's hundreds being somebody 60. You self-regulating it's not much. You're not stopping yourself from saying much. The therapist was on to him. She knew he was full of shit. From jump. <laughs> I feel like she was on some old, like, yo, cut the cameras bullshit real quick, though. Like, Kelly, like, what, what, how are you feeling? She's like, yeah, I think, like, you know, we just need to. And he's like, well, I, you know, I'll make it work. And she's like, but she hasn't expressly said she wants to break up. She's like, but that is what she's saying, though. <laughs> she is actually explicitly saying <laughs> it's time to move on I can get why he felt some type of way about that though because it did seem at least to him and me as the audience because I'm not privy to the information of what's going on in Kelly's head it did seem kind of like out of nowhere to an extent what them breaking up well, because I didn't feel like she had gone into that therapy session thinking like, okay, like I'm definitely this man today. Or she didn't let me know that <laughs> as the audience person. I thought she was perfectly still okay with getting yelled at in the middle of Paris. So when she flipped and was like, yeah, like now, nah, like I think it's time for this to end. I was like, oh shit. I mean, smart, do it when there's somebody, when there's cameras around slash when there's a therapist like you know you're like a witness <laughs> yeah and you can tell the, the therapist thought that there was something on too because she was like okay so you you're gonna stay here while she goes home and pack right she was like buddy can you go out in the wedding room here like <laughs> i need to talk to kelly one-on-one -on -one. like how wild because she kept whispering like i don't want to do this anymore and like andrew will be talking and she was like But, oh, wow, she's scared. Yeah, frightened. <laughs> yeah, but she also had no idea. It was like kind of intervention style. Kelly definitely didn't know what she signed up for when she walked in that room. But it unfolded the way it was, and suddenly it's, I'll get my bags, move out for two weeks, you have two weeks, you got to get out. And I think it was a word vomit for her, too. As she was talking, she realized, like, I actually can't be here. I can't do this. I got to go. <laughs> That was just the whole therapy thing with them was truly insane. Therapy on TV in general is quite insane, but their scenes. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. Um, because I'm like, this is like a very, very private and integral part of like your existence that you're shedding here. And I can't help but think that the only people that do it are either lying in their therapy or they're like sociopaths themselves, like Jax. Like Jax used to love to be <laughs> his therapist's office. On Couples TV. therapy, single therapy, like uh, fucking Reiki healing, like anything you can get Jax <laughs> to quote unquote open up, like he'll do it. So he can pretend to be the Zen guy. <laughs> Ooh, and also uh, to be a therapist that is okay with doing therapy sessions on TV, you're nuts. <laughs> you don't think they're real therapists or quacks 
definitely quacks. That's not ethical whatsoever. Um, there's no transition really because we're just, again, just kind of talking in chronological order, big points. The penis pump is next. Um, to refresh everyone's memory, Anna has everyone over for a spa day, complete with like mouth massages, and they go upstairs. And by they, I mean Kim Lee and Guy Tang. And they go upstairs and they're fussing around upstairs and they find a penis pump in the shower, which Anna later clarifies, not on the show, but like behind the scenes that that was the guest bedroom. So that was her guest penis pump. Um, I don't know if that was the safe face or like it truly was just a guest penis pump, but nonetheless. And they oh. take the penis pump out with the paper towel and Guy, at the words of Kim Lee, throws it out the window. Two things with that. Okay. That whole scene. Well, one, the mouth massage kind of looked intriguing. Like, I kind of would want to get it done. It kind of looked like it would feel good. Is that weird? Um, I was a little torn on it because it looked like they had some, like, bits of kelp that they were using to, like... Not kelp. Yeah, it was some <laughs> sort of chunky pop. something that they were using as, like, I guess the lotion. I don't know, but it was it looked disgusting to me. It did, but then I thought about how, like, there probably is so much tension in our, like, jaw and, like, our mouth that we don't even know. Oh, yeah, it probably like, feels t- good. You know what I mean? Like, how many times you sit there and, like, realize you were fucking clenching your teeth the whole time? So, I was kind of like, hmm. I think if somebody was offering it to me for free, for, like, a five-minute tutorial just to see how I feel about it, I feel like I would do it. Okay. Um, secondly, this scene really just depicted how... <laughs> fire and air signs kind of just boost each other up it's like you have the fire then you blow the air onto it and now we have like this big ass forest combustion because at first he was thinking like should I throw it out the window like he was playing with it he was kind of like oh, sure. she's like yeah like throw it out the window and then he's like yeah why let's just throw it out the window I'm like <laughs> and obviously like he was the first one to apologize and she wasn't so it's just funny to see how like air signs just be egging on fire signs but I too was confused as to why the penis pump was in the shower and severely waterlogged. Um, maybe it was the guest shower, but there was actually a lot of shit in that guest shower for it to be a guest shower, if that makes any sense. There was a lot of like, perf- like not perfume, but like, you know, a lot of soaps and. Right, which is why Guy went in there, quote unquote, to check out what shampoo she has because her hair is always a fucking mess. Which also fuck him for saying that. <laughs> that was very hairstylist of him to say. Why? Did he, why don't you do her hair then? Why is her hair a fucking mess though? This is a real question. It's wild. You can see like the. She has the same Daniel Staub. The hair is beaded in her scalp, but you can see the fucking beads. And it's bizarre. Like, but yet it's it's filled in and it's fake hair. And the real hair is about three inches long. It's fried <laughs> to a crisp. but it's also thin and always disheveled like it's just frustrating like i know you can pay to get it done like i'm so confused it's very mary m cosby and you are paying to get it done well so why are you getting it done badly i'm so confused you must not go in much like you must go in get your little micro links and then just come out and then not go back for a year (laughs) Not a year. <laughs> That's the only way to explain the state we've seen her hair in. 
with those ratty extensions. Really bizarre. Especially because everyone else's hair is like perfectly coiffed. Most notably, Kim Lee and Christine. Their hair is always fucking done. Yeah. Jamie's has like a weird cut to it that I'm not really into. Yeah, it's a fashion girl thing. I don't understand it. <laughs> Over her ears, you know what I mean? That, that chopped look. It looks she like also have, always has her hair in like some strange hairstyle. It's never just like a curl or like a middle part sleek. Like it's always it's something serious. Yeah, it's definitely always a severe ponytail or bun. <laughs> or not. It's never like just out. <laughs> if I had hair like Kim Lee, my shit would be out all the time. Y'all could have told me nothing. My shit would never be up in a ponytail or a bun. <laughs> like, right, I'm totally Kim Lee with the like tossing my mermaid hair around and just letting it be like loose and wavy all the time. For sure. Are you crazy? But Anna, on the other hand, I don't know. The hair's nappy and I don't know what to do about it. Okay. <laughs> I know what to do. She needs to stop fucking with them guy tangs and she needs to come over and start hanging out with the tays of the world. And But obviously, guy could do her hair. He, she just doesn't let him. And the Alonzo's of the world. She's probably embarrassed. She, you know, she's an older woman, so she's probably thinning. She's probably bald and she's probably losing her hair. Maybe she has a condition that we don't know about. Right, some sort so of allergy. You know, so maybe she doesn't want her friend to do it. So I, I understand that. But girl, there's gotta be someone we, better in between though we can't have nobody if it comes down to that you need to, somebody to sign a, a non-disclosure agreement that they can't talk about the state of your, your real hand then let's do it but <laughs> i'm totally down for that but we can't be walking out like this anymore baby girl no 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 you didn't want to cash those checks but i say let's put those checks straight in the hair and whatever they sent you on netflix let's just put it all in hair yeah, like, if there's a season two, like, you better have some good hair. Or maybe don't, and it could be your your stick, but it's offensive. And I can say good hair when I'm talking about white people. Right, because we don't mean good hair in that way. <laughs> like, it needs to be done. I mean done. I mean done. Good hair is done hair, period. <sighs> Ugh, it's disgusting. That um, shit ain't good. Mm-mm-mm. We'll never know why the penis pump is in there. I love that Kim Lee makes a joke later, like, because Kevin's defending it so hard. Like, what is it, your penis pump? Like, what are you press about? Yeah, he was very um, bent out of shape about the fact that she did that and then didn't apologize. And like I said, I get it. Like, it, it bothered me that she was, not even that she didn't apologize, but that she was going so hard to not apologize. I'm like, girl, you sounding guilty as fuck your damn self. Like, but she goes so far as to like throw a drink on Kevin because she's so pissed that he would say she needed to apologize. It's bizarre. I'm like, it's this is like very like bizarre, like maybe personality defect, if not just bad acting. So I'm just like, I don't think it was that deep. I think you made it deeper than it was, really. Yeah, like Anna at this point was cool about it. Like, yeah, she thought it wasn't great, but she's always pilled out anyway. So she only says, but so much. She's like, <laughs> like nodding off. So she would have forgotten it. But it's the fact that it got kept getting brought up and you wouldn't apologize. Now it's like, okay, now it's an issue. And um, and she liked Kim Lee. So I feel like she would have been able to like get over it very if she had just been like, listen, like I thought it was funny. I was just trying to be funny. 
Hmm. Um, and I can see how you didn't take it that way. She didn't even have to say, I'm sorry. She's like, I can see how you didn't take, you didn't appreciate my joke. I, I meant to be funny. That's all. I feel like Anna would have ate that shit up. But she couldn't even do that. And so to me, that's why I didn't like it a little bit. Because it kind of made me feel like, ooh, like, I'm seeing a major character flaw. And I feel like it's a little too early for me to be seeing it. But... I but guess never too early time. again. You're on reality TV. You're nuts. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Give me all you've got. Uh, so yeah, that whole penis pump thing was just—they made it of a storyline, a through line throughout the rest of the series, and it—it it truly could have started and stopped right there. But and it was weird that they made it a storyline just because I'm like, okay, look, we're supposed to be watching a show about like how these you know rich Asian people live, and I'm like, that's what I want to see. Like, I don't. You want to see the hijinks and y'all throwing penis pumps at the window. <laughs> I want to see like more cultural events. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want you to like immerse me into it. Like, show me what y'all are all about. I know, like, in, I mean, more in general that, you know, like Asian cultures are a little bit more private. And I understand that also. But like, the, like when they do like the Lunar Festival stuff, like, I, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. And I think it's important for everybody to see that because obviously like a lot of people, especially in America, have their hangups about Asian people. So this is the best way for me to, well, I shouldn't say the best because they're rich, so they're not really representative of all Asian people, but you know, just let it's me a see way to things. dip our toe into their culture and who they are and all that. Exactly. I don't, I don't need to see the penis pump. I don't, I don't need to like have that as like a steady through line. No, it, it it just didn't have to be there. Um, we already kind of talked about it, but it's revealed around this time that Dr. Chu is the one that was the reason that Christine couldn't get pregnant. And I was curious about what it was on his end. He said, I had to get a few surgeries. But like, he never clarified. I don't know, child. Right. That was interesting to me. I feel like we don't really hear about that, at least on reality TV. I'm sure it happens in real life, but usually hearing about like a fertility journey and all that we never really hear about it for men well with women yeah that raised my flags because i was just like hmm. never hear that based on what medical knowledge that i have i'm like this doesn't sound a hundred percent kosher i'm like he too might be scamming us because i don't yeah something know. wasn't right I'm like, was it just ended up not being his sperm? Because what surgeries were you having? Where you right? He have never clear, like no clarity on what the surgeries could have been. Not even just like a descriptor, like any adjective for the surgery. It was just like I needed some. Like, surgeries. was the spermatic cord twisted or something, and we had to like untwist it, or you know, like. Ah, but even then, I was like, ah, would you go this long without without that being diagnosed? I just had so many questions. Um, something wasn't standing right. The only thing I could think of was, I forgot which king it was. It was King Louie. I forgot the actual medical term for it, but like he had like painful erections and so they had to fix yes. that. But then I was like, that doesn't sound like that would be the problem here. Yeah. You know, so I, I, child. And then she still also had like a terrible pregnancy, it sounds like, or at least a terrible labor, a strenuous one, I should say. So I'm like, so it sounds like both y'all the problem. How about that? Right. And then she even <laughs> says like so much so that in the confessional, they asked her like, is it deeper than that? She goes, obviously it's so much deeper. 
<laughs> it's like okay oh my um, god the academy award goes to right so just so interesting just another thing these sad scammers another thing we will if we ever get clarity we're lucky yeah Put it that way but also why be on a reality show if you're not gonna tell me everything i want to know everything that's my opinion yeah like <laughs> we deserve to know we kind of talked through andrew and kelly's storyline but i just wanted to take you all back in time to when andrew had that weird studio session where it was like red lighting in the studio it was crazy to me yeah not sure what would uh for sure starving artists just trying to like put you know make ends meet if producing this little hit we'll give him a hundred dollars in the bank tomorrow he'll do it (laughs) (laughs) i love that for andrew um and again we've already flustered this but just another great quote the therapist told andrew when she had his fucking number she says andrew you cannot get better until you have a preference for living in reality yeah that was (laughs) Woo! she read him for phil bleak 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 she said you're saying all these things like we can't even get to the root until you are here on planet earth until you're okay to be on this planet with me yikes and when she kicked him out she says you can just let yourself out and i wrote the therapist hates andrew (laughs) and then he gets on his knees and tries to pray it away like no i think prayer would have helped you a lot throughout this process it's too little too late bro you praying right now is not going to stop the years of torment you put her through and then we meet kevin's adoptive mother and she comes to his party like this weird party they have a guy's house um i just want to say white moms are so supportive (laughs) and again we're black we can say that we know how these black mamas be white moms like whatever you've got going on they're going to get in line however they can support you odds are they're going to take it no questions they're not putting up a fuss not putting up a fight no opinions like they're riding along and so it's not even like kim's kind of nervous to talk to her mom about finding the parents and like kevin fake nervous because of course she's going to support you there's no world in which she doesn't i mean their situations are also different but still Mm -hmm. so his mom was a cutie then kevin hosts because he's broke he hosts a party at someone else's house and because i don't know if you notice which say he said because he's broke I'm for crying. sure and i don't know if you noticed but the guy who was hosting the party had on winnie the pooh slippers they were like outside and he had on winnie the pooh slippers yeah um and then just another random side note anna's been divorced four times she kind of throws that out there i love that I wonder how much money she's racked up in these divorces as well. Right. This is the other way around. How they racked up on her. I hope she's not like an ironclad prenup, but in a very favorable way for her and she's still got some money. Baby G's party is just the level of opulence that we needed to see on this show. Wrote down a few like features of the baby's first party. This is no Taylor Armstrong first party they look like they paid for all this stuff in cash and could fully afford everything that was there but 
it included clowns slash like circus performers kind of scattered throughout the party. There was a puppet show. There was a 10 piece band. For some reason, there was like some VR setup. Uh, there was food. It was bountiful and custom baby G merch everywhere. Uh, <laughs> a Gucci claw machine, bartenders, and they made a very generous donation to the museum in which it was held. Wow. Perceived, this is something kind of weird about the donation. She was like, yes, I kind of did it because I believe in this museum and also I want my kids to get in a nice private school. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, she's being real. That's the truth. That's why they, a lot of them do a lot of the shit that they do oh, for when it comes sure. to these, these private school applications. So I'm like, listen, she just... I just feel like I would have never said it because I don't want them to, like, you know, pop Run this real back, back and then not take my kid because of that, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she makes a weird comment at that party as well. And she brings up the penis pump. Now, if you remember, she wasn't really involved in the storyline, but it's gotten back to her. And so she like does some sort of cheers to it about like penis pumps and sex and Anna and her sexuality. And she was really hating. It was kind of weird. It was really gross. It was a one-year-old's party. It's like in poor taste. Right. And I made this note, and I don't remember what made me say it, but I said, Kevin may end up screwing Anna, too. I don't even think that the part where he saw her tits for the first time. Like, I don't, it wasn't even that part. It was something else. But, just right, a note. She really just ripped her shit off, and... I was surprised Netflix showed the tit, because, I mean, we don't know this show like that. On Selling Sunset, we didn't see tits. But were there tit opportunities like there was here? I'm shocked there was a tit opportunity. Like, Anna had to be convinced to be on the show, but when she was on the show, she was ripping off her top and her bra. Hmm. And then, you know, Kelly's broken up, so they're all sitting around a bonfire, and what way do you deal with the breakup other than to summon a shaman? And what's crazy is I've heard of Shaman Derek, and I've heard he's, like, does great work, and he's also screwing the Princess of Norway and she had what? to step down from her title to be with him because, like, their family doesn't respect that he's a shaman. Wait, what? Yeah, this guy's so loaded. Like, he's like goop approved and like all this other. Like, I definitely not goop him. approved. I know that's embarrassing. But yeah, that's how I know of him. So when Is he walked the- out, I'm like, shaman Derek. And I also just love him during his moment um, when he says, quote, spirits, download your files into my operating system. <laughs> <laughs> I live for that. Oh my God, he's a Scorpio. Oh, he's a scammer. We're also scammers in, in a different way, in a dark way. Right. Unfortunately, he probably really can read these people. The spirits, like that. Yeah. Luckily, that's probably true. But there's other things that are not true. <laughs> yeah, but the what's probably not really self-evident to other people is that he is one of the dark spirits. Let's see. She was my queen and I was a pharaoh. Uh, <laughs> Shaman, don't talk like that. I think he's talking about like a past life. You know, you know, they be tapped in. Yeah, I mean, he knows what's going on here. He All he had to say was, spirits, download your files into my operating system. But he knew her entire life. 
No, he said she walked in. She said, I remember you. I know who you are. He was like, yes, we knew each other from a very long time ago. And it just came out of my mouth. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) This is the boots on the ground journalism I'm talking about. Like, I live for that. And also, I just live for, I was thinking about, there's two types of people. There's people who, like, watched that scene and were, like, freaked the fuck out and thought it was, he was doing the devil's work. And then there were, like, another part of people, they were like, hmm, I wonder if he's taking bookings. I was one of those people. For sure. I was like, can he blow wind on my hand? Like, <laughs> Again, he, I, like, know he, I, again, I know Shaman Dirk. He does, like, seminars. You can, like, buy, like, a pass, and he doesn't, like, on Zoom. Like, I've totally looked into going to a Shaman Dirk event. Yeah. I mean, I have a problem with him saying that this white woman was an Egyptian queen back in the day, but it's fine. But who am I if she Um, really was, you know? Maybe I was a white woman in a past life. Who am I to speak on anything? Right. You know, I haven't gotten clarity on, one, if past lives really do this, and two, if you can interchange your race in between the time, but maybe you can. And why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, but yeah, wow. But what I also don't like though is that people like look at his segment as like, oh, this is witchcraft, and nobody looked at the, the Asian palm reader. He was just doing quick on people's palm and was like telling them how many kids and such and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera that they're gonna have. Remember when they were in the restaurant that one scene? Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's also different because he doesn't do like, ha, yeah. No! <laughs> Which can really scare someone know. off, and I get that. And I feels get racist that. to me. <laughs> Him like simply saying like "hand me your hand," it, it it's a little different again than you know what. But that's just the difference between Asian culture and Black culture. You know, Black people are extra no matter what. <laughs> it's a shaman. Shaman is an extra job. You have to perform, even if it doesn't take sure. you all of that. He takes it to that next level, I'm sure. I, was, I won't. His performance was absolutely amazing. I was standing. <laughs> <laughs> I was Kelly. Like, and when he was telling her, like, look in the fire, you saw, like, that solitary tear fall down her face. I was like, hold up. Like, again, like, immediately spending the little money I have on a Shaman Derek all day experience via Zoom. And one last note about them, and then we can move on. He said, <clears throat> she's a princess, and she grew up in a royal family, but she's real. Wow. She hugs people like I do. She plays video games with me, and she does fun things with me. If I skip down the street, she skips with me. And if I do cartwheels, she wants to do cartwheels. What kind of princess does that? <laughs> He's also bi, which is like adds to the injury with him. He's what? He's bi clearly duh i mean what if you're spiritually awoken like you're automatically bi ideally we're all bi anyway so like once you find things out like that's the first thing to go yeah so it was just like oh my god i'm living for shaman Derek. and again let's get him back on season two i'm looking for some more of his content where can i find bookings with him <laughs> I'll send you the leak offline. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll put it in the show notes. I don't know. Uh, 
brought to you by Shaman Nerd. Uh, <laughs> Sponsored by. Use code on display <laughs> for a 10 minute free consultation. <laughs> Living. Oh. Yeah, I knew that scene would make so much fucking joy. Okay. No. Because so, I mean, we're nuts. <laughs> True. <laughs> but the next scene is not as fun. I mean, unfortunately, it's a leather party. It's the two, um, like, keep it tight is the theme of the party. So they all have to wear leather. Um, all, I mean, nothing really happens there. They all kind of turn out interesting looks at this party. And there's some weird, like, hijinks you see where Kevin's like, I don't know anything leather, but my roommate loves to wear leather. So he gave me a random suitcase full of stuff that has leather in it. Gee, let's yeah, see what I was clothes like, are, are we here? really gonna pretend like we don't know what a sex toy is? Even if you don't like partake and like practice that stuff, you still know like, hmm. <laughs> you still see a leather face mask, and you already know what time it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that's universal kinky. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's we like have leather to assless there. chaps in there. He's like, gee, these would make great pants, and I'm like, okay, Kevin, like we get it. I thought it was physically disgusting when he put that shit on his face. I was like, of all things to try on, you put the one that goes on your face? He had even made a comment that the suitcase had a stench coming from it, which naturally it would if it was actually used. So I'm like, so why would you... Yeah, and he said the mask did too. He almost threw up after he put it on. I said, well, why would you put that on of all things? How much saliva and... (laughs) and cum and secretion shit. or yeah just and maybe even urine shit like how much of that was on that there's totally how do you fecal matter on that mask <laughs> there's totally fecal matter not that we're obsessed with anal or anything but there's totally fecal matter. <laughs> <laughs> as we said earlier already like we were obsessed so like i know it was on that right like just like kevin hopped up for anal we hop up for anal and like we know what's going down oh my god i hope my mom never listens to this episode yeah, this is a, not the episode for anyone that's ever met me in real life to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't even want my cousins listening to this crap. I can't even, I can't say that I thought Bling Empire was going to take us here. But <laughs> we, <laughs> obviously, we just need to have like a sex theme episode. Just get all of our feelings up because we're pent up. It's quarantine. Aren't we all a little sexually frustrated? Not exciting to even less exciting. I mean, Kelly also kind of like jacks off in this scene, but I don't want to talk about that because we've already had some sexual turns. But she does sit on some sort of machine and like have an orgasm, kind of. I don't know. Kevin asks her out in this scene as well, and so their awkward love affair begins. And Honey did it quickly end, but yeah. <laughs> it literally it was about a forty-eight hour love affair. Uh, just a random side note, the guy, Jack Schmidt, which was the private investigator, I knew that face, and I knew instantly where I knew that face from. He's from Kim and Courtney, Take Miami. It, remember when, again, speaking of hijinks, remember when the Kardashians, like, or Kim was doing that whole thing, like, if I wasn't a celebrity, I'd be a PI. Let me be a PI for a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jake. Uh, just a side note we should cover like something Kardashian one day mm. like I was thinking about that too it's like kind of weird that we never have not kind of weird but yeah 
but nonetheless, yes, Kim and Courtney take Miami. And I love Jake, like, being a hardened old man. And when they ask him what the best result would be for them trying to find their parents, he says the best result is them being dead. Oh. I'm like, gee. Like, this job has really weathered him. That's some real shit, though. And I thought about that. I was like, he's telling her some real shit. The best part is that he's dead. And you can extrapolate your own story and ideas from that. And... And and you could take that how you how you want to rather than he's alive but still doesn't want to fuck with me, doesn't talk to me. Or you know what I mean? Like I, I was like, I respect that. I can understand where he was coming from with it. Clearly she didn't want to hear that, but I can hear Yeah, that. but it takes a lot of life experience for you to get to that point where you're saying that. <laughs> where you can look me in the eye and say that and like not have any sort of like tear in your eye. Or... Yeah, like his face didn't change. Was he was just as stoic as when she came in. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, best case, he's dead, but, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. You get to write your own story. You get to fill in the blanks. Worst case sure. scenario, he's alive. Because <laughs> it was true. He's like, at the, bo- at the bottom line is, like, you've been alive this long. He knows a way to contact you if he could, and he didn't. So I don't, I don't want to, you know get your hopes up here better um uh <laughs> odds are like, odds are he's either dead or didn't want to be found in the first place so right we'll get to that um the, kevin and kelly go on their weird dancing day it's again irrelevant this is the next day after that party so this is 24 hours into their relationship the more interesting thing is i kind of want to talk about anna's yoga session she had the house like now it's Anna's mission to like fuck Christine over in like very passive aggressive ways from the first time when they had that dinner and she put her at the other end to this where she doesn't tell her it's yoga and tells her a different time so she's late and doesn't have on the right outfit and her it's her Kane and her French friend Florence who I believe is the one honestly using the penis pump because it she did like import him like they went to Paris like episode one and he came back and he's been there ever since not important him <laughs> she did she just like <laughs> brought him home with her and maybe he's the one using the PS pump IDK but Christine does some yoga and some Jean-Paul Gaultier and then like I don't know if Anna purposely told the yoga instructor to flirt with Christine or grab her inappropriately but it was like kind of bizarre yeah and he was doing moves, and I'm like, is this Magic Mike, or is this a yoga <gasps> class? I'm confused. Not Magic fucking Mike. It was totally Magic Mike. Early in the mornings when I think about you. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar Award winning <laughs> film Magic Mike doing so. <laughs> the soundtrack itself was amazing. Should have got a fucking grade. Nominated. Literally. Um, so that was all kind of weird. <sighs> let's see. Let's run through some. Let's, again, these are just, we're bopping from here to there. Kevin was abandoned as a child. We find out, like, his parents gave him up. And then on top of that, he was given to his grandparents, and then his grandparent gave him up for adoption. Like, they said, damn. actually, the kids were right. We can't do this. Fuck. 
that's pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's really upsetting. Like a weird dude. Also, I noticed that Kelly's dog's name is Kilo. Is who? Kilo, like drugs. Okay. And I'm supposed to say and believe that bitch didn't know nothing that her ex-husband Exactly. And I literally, I'm like, okay. And again, she had no idea who this dude was. Okay. Kelly, you Scorpio. And then Uh, my next note says, Tyler Henry. Oh, no. (laughs) If you all don't know who Tyler Henry is. Oh, jeez. Tyler Henry is a psychic. He had a show on E! where he would see celebrities and tell them basically by taking this ballpoint pen to this notebook and drawing lines vertically and horizontally, he would figure out your entire life and talk to your loved ones that have crossed over. Um, he is since I'm getting revealed- from your description that you don't believe it's true. <laughs> um, he's been revealed to be a quack. And the only reason why I know that is it was this guy. And I want to link it in the show notes. Honestly, truly, I need to go find who the fuck it is because I need to give him major credit. I love to go down like a rabbit hole and then something can take up like 48 hours for me. This was very much so one of those things. He wrote like a whole expose about Tyler Henry, like going back to people he knew in high school, like asking them questions and like, it just, it really, Tyler Henry is fake. It really cracked well, What do the people everything. say? There's that he's been doing this weird shit since like, they, well, not weird shit, because if it was truly a talent, it would be a thing, but they were talking about how they remember when he first did it, and how it was all fake, and him pretending he didn't know these celebrities, and he always knew, and he was doing research, and seeing people they knew, and production behind the scenes was telling him things, so he would be able to get them on the show, and like, all of this other stuff. So why even have him do the show, though? Like, why do we need Tyler Henry to go around and pretend like he's reading these people? Well, Tyler Henry needs it for a check. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but who picked him up and saw him doing this fake quack shit and was like, yo, you know what? Let's make a show out of him doing fake quack shit. Because before today, did you know he was doing fake quack shit? I didn't know until that guy did that whole expose. I believed it. I've watched Tyler's show a few times, like, earnestly thinking, like, wow, he really knows things. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we're all a dummy a day or two, and he fooled me. But like a good quack. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have been able to guess. It shouldn't have been that easy, but wow. So once I saw Tyler Henry, I'm like, oh, okay, so this storyline is also fake because he's fake. So him doing like the lines up and down, and Cherie's talking about her mother, and she's very serious about it. Like, hey, where the only question she cares about is when I'm going to see my mom next, which also like crushed me. Cause like, I wanted to tell her never, like, I felt like Jake Smith, I'm like best case scenario, never. Because even if again, the reincarnation thing, as she reincarnates, um, it's still not your mom. You know what I mean? Like it's still not complete. It's not the same as like, yeah, you're your not going to be you and she's not going to be her. Right. That was your last time seeing her. Ooh, I hate to say it. But Tyler's like, hold on, let me draw with my pen. Um, you'll see her in the hallways. You'll see her when your daughter, as a toddler, is cooing. Anytime you see that, just know it's your mom. Oh, well, I could told the bitch that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, his quack is showing. And then he was like, oh. And then she was like, isn't my baby? Like, she's running with it. Like, he's giving it her. And she's yes ending. It's improv. He's saying something. She's taking it next level. Can it be this? Can it be that? Da-da-da. She's like, is 
my baby, my mother. And Tyler's like, hold on, let me, he takes the pen, she's drawing some lines. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> What's interesting to me, and I've, 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 um, I don't know who I was talking to about it. Maybe it was you? I don't think so, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, well, we were talking about it in the context of, uh, pastors and such. But, and I think I brought it up too, but I just don't like it when I feel like, you know, there's a spiritual community that's out here kind of exploiting people. And someone who recently lost her mother should not have been in talks with you, number one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you recently lost your mother. You need to like, you need to conceptualize that. You need to grieve and you need to grieve properly, like with your feet firmly on the ground. Um you giving me these like tidbits and pieces, like, you know, bits and pieces and saying that my mom's going to be in the hallways and that doesn't help me grieve. I don't think the person may think that that's helping them, but I don't think it will because now she's extrapolating shit and she's making it seem like her mother is like literally a big brother. And it's like, always watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, she's so taking it so far that she's like, <laughs> how am I going to breastfeed my son? Because that's my mom. Right. And so and it's any other time when, like, you know, you see all these tarot card readers and they be like, yo, the, your soulmate's coming in in two days. Gemini, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Libra. Like, you know, I'm like, all right. Is that true? And listen, I love a good astrology. Astrology is obviously the more scientific, more the mathematical of the spiritual practices. Um, Believe it or not. <laughs> But I just, I, it bothers me sometimes when I feel like somebody's being exploited in that way because that's like a really shitty way to exploit somebody. Because it's, I can't even like physically combat that. Like, you know what I mean? You say that my mom is like here. I'm like, well, I just have to, I kind of have to take your word for it. I can't investigate that on my own. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so especially someone that's vulnerable that. like her who, again the exactly. only question she's asking like a child is like when is the next time i'm going to see your mom when like let's mm-hmm. be real as, as adults we all know the answer to that it's just something you learn you're not a six-year-old asking that question and mm-hmm. it's like he's preying on her taking that question and giving her hope where there is none that's how it feels it's like disgusting. i said it's not even just him it's it's a lot of people that are in these these situations a lot of a lot of these psychics and a lot of these tower readers specifically i feel like they can kind of get a little exploitive um and you know i mean and that it falls on the people too like you need to like be able to like understand like what's real and what kind of what's for fun um but yeah so it was just it was a sad scene it was a sad scene to see because i don't feel like she really got clarity (laughs) real true clarity she didn't, and another thing that was sad to see were his chunky boy band highlights. Woo, Ooh. that was crazy. Bye-bye, <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, Jamie um, goes to, well, they all go to the beach, but Jamie needs some shots. So Jamie is sporting an oversized snow leopard turtleneck with a bubble gum, a bubble gum, a bubble gum pink biker short. And mm-hmm. Kane was absolutely correct when he said that outfit was hideous and she usually has some great clothes. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. That's funny. But you know what? We're allowed to say but one time. Army shit. With an oversized snow leopard turtleneck with bubblegum pink biker shorts? 
but she can't i mean listen if you're a fashionista when you it's gonna look even crazier when you have a fuck up day because you were probably doing extra to begin with <laughs> yeah she's always taking risks so you're always taking uh, risks and some, so your risks are when they're bad they're gonna look really bad i just that was just one good. that i was i couldn't believe she did yeah she's better than that <laughs> and she knows what that the- she, I, she wouldn't do it again what the fuck is she wearing? <laughs> it's disappointing. Um, also, at that beach party, that's when the 48-hour love affair ends and Kelly friend zones Kevin. Hmm. And one of the things she tells him is, quote, we've been friends for so long. They've known each other for a year. She's like, I don't want to, like, ruin our she friendship. Like, I look at you as a brother. I'm like, enough. you don't know him. She said, you know what? That's been long enough. I don't know how to say this without being mean, so I'm just going to say, listen. Your friends don't. I thought him trying to kiss her in that moment was actually pretty insane, too. I don't know yeah. if I was singular in that feeling, but uh, yeah. I was like, nothing about her body language or what she said or done has I feel like, in my opinion, given you the go to do that. So I don't know. He also took away from that conversation, oh, she's back with Andrew. So, like, what about that conversation? Did you get that? And also, let me make out with her. <laughs> Just a side note, I think Kevin needs to cut a few inches from his bang. It's a, it's a little too floppy. Just like a, just a note. Um, You're tearing him up. I think it's cute. He needs to cut a few inches off his bang. It's giving me shorts. You know how shorts, like, stand to cut a few inches always like like a dog like moving to like get it out of his face like just and he snipped it a little bit another fellow male model yeah i mean must be a model thing that's definitely a model cut so just like (laughs) trim it a little bit um you just said i'm grilling kevin and i'm sorry kevin if you're listening to this pod but i have to make fun of that hypnotherapy (laughs) scene you went to because that hypnotherapy scene was another one. It was just like shot like a multi-cam sitcom. It was like, yeah. okay, like this can't be real because it's not. And he's closing his eyes and everything's coming back to him. And he whispers, it's my birthday. <laughs> what? And this is not because I don't feel like, like hypnotists are not like a genuine, like a thing. I think that I think that they can be. I mean, we're pretty Although, open. I mean, Sean and Derek like truly took our breaths away. So like, obviously, we're open. Yeah. But although I, I feel like I would be kind of scared to go to one because like, how do I know like what you're telling me to do while I'm while I'm under? Like, how do I know you're not gonna program something in my mind? You know what I mean? Um, it's my birthday. <laughs> Right. Every time I hear the word birthday, like I have to jump on, like jump. <laughs> it's like PTSD <laughs> goes right back to like that moment. You it's know? crazy. Um, but yeah, but this scene was just fake. <laughs> and I simply wrote down IDK why this feels false to me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what else. I think it was the way he started crying too. I was like, yeah. So we know you're a model, not an actor. Um, yeah. Oh. Okay. And just as an overall note, the music in between, like the interstitial music, it reminds me of VPR. 
It's yep. crazy. And um, yeah. a lyric I wrote down is right before like a Kim Lee scene, they sing, <clears throat> they see me, but they don't see the struggle. They see me, but they don't see the hustle. Like that is the <laughs> lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, and there's so many others that are like, if this is our life, then we're winning. Like, it was like crazy. <laughs> Definitely the same house band as VPR, the exact same house band. That's actually funny. I'm glad they're getting work. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad they're booked because <laughs> VPR is on hiatus. They need work in between. And that leads into the scene where Kim tells her biological, I mean, she tells her father her dad about trying to find her biological father, which her dad is like such a sweetie. Yeah, her parents are both like super nice and cute. Her and mom's funny. so cute. Super cute. She's like more tit. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, when she pulled down, she's like more tit, like please. She's like, you need to have it out more. I'm gonna tell you. And we kind of talk about this offline. Kim's very cute, very surgery. There's a lot of surgeries we're just skipping over here. We only talked about Anna, but she's not the only one here filled and, and botoxed crazy. and cut open kane surgery is crazy um right Kim kane, is- guy tang christine anna christine got the fox eye lift of all fox eye lifts her, her eyes are literally on the craziest slant downward it's insane um kim lee of course we already talked about her and Kim I mean, has surgery, and it's kind of a lot, but it also looks good. And like, she's probably Kylie gonna Park age horribly, way. but like right now, because she's young, she looks hot. Right, that's insane. It's like in a Kylie Jenner way where it's like too much, but also still ends up looking good. Like, it's too much to claim that this is like natural. Like, you can definitely tell it's purchased, and it's definitely not gonna end well in the future. But for now, yeah. And, you know, one of my pet peeves is color contacts. And there's plenty of color contacts I'm not mentioning either. I gave up with calling them out on this show. Everyone has in a contact, really. So that's hard for me to watch, but I've gotten over it. Much like the surgeries, I'm able to ignore it. And literally my next note was that Kim's mother is the fucking cutest, but then she asked Kim if she gained weight. Moms. They're so rude. And that made me nervous because I was like... She's literally waif thin. She's like waif thin and like bought ass and tit. So, yeah, she great. has a nice shape. Again, nice purchase shape, but a nice shape in the list. Whether you purchased it or got it yourself. Um, and I was like, well, damn, if she saw me walking down the block, <laughs> somebody throw shampoo back into the ocean. That mother said that scene triggered me personally because I was making shit about myself. yeah i was yeah i did love that her mom said that though that was a very real mom moment um my next note is obviously another another hot take i said does kane really have money it doesn't appear to be entirely there for me Mm. he kind of alludes to it like a few times like saying like i'm on a super strict like allowance like my allowance is so low now like i used to get so much more and like i don't i'm like ah He's like, but I, I'm, like, my parents own, like, malls in Singapore, but, like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck here in L.A. And then his apartment is less than, and then 
the shoes none of them look brand new they all look like shoes he's had for a while but like he's obsessed with them and then like he's always talking about prices but I never see him buying anything and then like then when I found out Anna got him the bins it's like oh does she know something we don't like she kind of feels bad for him she bought him a bins like I don't think he has money she says she felt bad for him (laughs) it was a sympathy just like she sympathy bought Kevin those fucking Dior clothes she like sympathy bought Kane a fucking bins he's Uh. broke Could he buy and sell me? Absolutely. But he's broke in terms of this show. Anna does this, again, hijinks. The, Anna does this thing where she's on, like, uh, what are those called? Those things where she's writing down Rodeo, like, shopping. What is that thing? A hoverboard? And then uh, she and then she picks yeah. um, Kelly up to ride on it with her. And then she rides in the street. And the police pull her over and say, like, you're not allowed to do that. And Anna says to the police, like, don't. Like, not right now. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Okay. You sad scammer, you. She told the police no. <laughs> and they just sat there and watched her ride. They didn't say anything after that. <sighs> oh, how the rich live. They must know her. She must do weird shit on Rodeo all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Anna, not today. She was like, actually, yesterday. <laughs> and tomorrow and the day after that. Fuck you all. Um, then there's this thing where they fly to, again, Kane is broke because he doesn't charter his own plane. Um, or Shut nor up. is he invited to this event. But he does tell, I mean, he does ride with Christine to Vegas. And Christine says there's some sort of event where, or a company that flies Asians. She just says Asians. Asians out to Las Vegas to shop. Um, and I was curious about the details on that. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be privy to that information. Right, I would have to know money to, and be Asian to understand. <laughs> and unfortunately, those are two things that I'm not. I'm intrigued by, do they pay for the accommodations? Because they clearly don't play for the flight or play. They don't pay for the flight. Obviously, that's why Christine's chartering a jet. <laughs> but what do they pay for their hotel for them to stay there or something? What's the benefit to paying in the shop? I guess so they can talk about it and promote it. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And like stimulate the economy a little bit down there while they're at it. <laughs> and then there's this, Kane says he was at one of these events the first time he met Jamie and he met her because someone bought a like a 50K Fendi jacket. And then he was like, who is this like buying a 50K Fendi jacket? And it was Jamie. Wow. Chic. To be able to look at something that costs literally five zero comma zero 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 and be like, "That's it, okay. I need it." It's just a jacket, and it's just a jacket. It's not something that's gonna last a lifetime, right? And it's Fendi, so it's probably a little gaudy. Like, and you <laughs> just. Here. Like it's not like it's not an engagement ring or some it's like not like it's nothing that's really sentimental even that's crazy fifty thousand dollars on a fendi jacket and that's not that's just one store she bought other shit too she didn't just buy one 50k jacket eat that's the why they fly them out there shit eat the rich holy shit 
this is a uh, communist podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like rock on red scare. We love communism. <laughs> um <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Don't shut us down. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit, our connection's probably gonna break up after this. Fuck. Um, let's hurry up. <laughs> uh we kind of already talked about it. The, the last scene of the show, I mean, again, my note was there must be a proposal happening at this party. Oh, okay, yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> she does it in front of everybody. He says nothing for a minute straight. He's honestly shocked. And I was surprised he was shocked. I was less shocked than him. I'm like, why is he so stunned? She's threatened to do this multiple times. <laughs> I guess one of those where you like, you really hope somebody doesn't really mean what they say (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you fingers crossed like she's kidding but after the second baby dude she was dead ass as soon as the sperm touched the egg on the second child she was like all right jadora was one thing but javon yeah you're gonna have to propose it's just weird that he doesn't even if you got a divorce after that at this point yeah, he kept saying he wasn't ready, but then when she proposed, he was like, I can't wait to give her the wedding of my lifetime. I'm like, wait, all it took was her to say, like, will you marry me? And now you're just ready to be married? I don't think that's how that works. Well, they're not still, they're still not married, so. Let that sink in. Let it soak in. Like, season, man. <sighs> wow, okay. Um, But I'm not shocked. I mean, again... Chrissy and Jimmy, 12-year engagement. I mean, I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kim, there's a whole thing I we didn't really go into, and it's really not worth recapping, but Kim's father is dead, or really he's this guy <laughs> who's pretending to be Michael who just didn't want to say he was her father, which I think is the case. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way that dude was like, uh, nope, never met Tony, never seen a Tony, haven't heard of a Tony. He went home, he said, babe i need you to call this number back immediately pretend i fucking died in like let's end this because why wouldn't the pi have picked up that he died a b the way like, he was acting was like he was her father right i'm like that's like public record like a death certificate is like a legit thing like he would have found that so quick and how come if michael had no idea who tony was as soon as they go to visit him, like a couple hours later, they called that number weeks ago, it seemed like. A couple hours after that, the woman, unconnected to this guy, Michael, calls and says, oh yeah, like Tony's no longer here. He uh, died. She like, said it like she was making it up like, Oh the yeah, he, um, he died, yeah. She was like kidney, heart failure, stroke, it's heart he attack. literally whispering cancer. to her as she was on the phone. Yeah, she, she named like, like four sources of death as well. She listed a multitude of things that it could have been. She was like, it was a kidney, heart problem. Now, granted. Drowned, caught on fire. <laughs> like, she was like, no, granted, I will say a lot of times when you have heart problems, you have kidney problems and vice versa. Um, but those weren't the only a... two causes no, of death she no, gave. No, no. That's why I'm like, I was willing to stop at that, those two, but she, I feel like she was rambling more than she should have. The point is, He's not dead. So <laughs> the point is he Tony is Michael. Michael is Tony. The point is he's dead to her. He don't want to be with her, which is what Jack said. I mean Jake said. Yeah. 
So luckily they did her the favor and gave her the best case scenario where he was quote unquote dead and he let her in the storyline and she cries and she's so thankful that they did that for her though I would be fucking pissed if my friends ever did that for fucking me. Mm. Like for some hijinks on some TV show you're going to go across the country to find my father and then come back and tell me my dad is dead. When maybe he would have talked, maybe Michael would have revealed he was Tony had it been Kim there. I think it was actually ridiculous they did that. And also, I'm like, can you take a picture of this guy, Michael? Because I know the mom knows what he looks like. So, like, can we take a picture of this guy and see if it's him? Another reason why it didn't need to be them to, to be there because I'm like, y'all don't even know what, what how to do is. Y'all know how to shake people down for some information? Damn. You can't just keep... I can't just go up to you and be like, yo, are you Michael? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. Like that's not- right. That tells me he's a smart guy. Like that's very street smart. So as soon as someone says, "Are you you?" Even if that's your full government, absolutely not. Nope. You don't know what it's about. You don't say yes. Nope. I'm not gonna say yes when I see two men that I don't know rolling up on me asking me. Because if you're right. two men that I don't know and you roll up on me and you know my government, no. <laughs> I'm and not y'all had left me a weird player. voicemail a couple weeks ago talking about call me. It's urgent. Nah. <laughs> nah bro first of all that would scare the shit out of me no <laughs> wonder he did call back Kevin's like being weird as fuck like call me like I need to speak to you I'm like who the fuck are you that was fucking weird and then to get that call and then somebody show up talking about are you Michael <laughs> like a week later when I say I would have lost my shit <laughs> right like I legally changed my name why is this guy calling me by my old name from my old life it's literally like a jack's jason scenario like i'm fully jackson this person is asking for jason like i'm confused (laughs) (laughs) so it's really bizarre and somehow kim was very thankful that they did it and i wasn't and that's the show i mean again we're today we're it's regular scheduled program who's your empirist or emperor on display i guess uh-uh empress or emperor <laughs> <laughs> empire is the option i left all right well my em- empires or emperor is uh, sorry lisa like this is so hard i don't know why okay i'm just gonna give it to anna i guess because i like her okay even though That's she's <laughs> even though her hair needs work can't have everything can't have everything but I want everything. Um, my fake fun answer would say baby Javon slash Sheree's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Between the name and like the plot line with Tyler Henry, like I truly felt like he was the pie oh my of this whole thing. And it was like really getting me revved up. Not the pie of my child. For all our Sopranos heads, you know who pie is. You're a fool if you don't. Um, and my real answer would be Kane because again, I was just obsessed with like he he felt very layered to me in a way they didn't attack that like I had to fill in so many blanks for myself. Yeah, and let's just say the blanks that she filled in. <laughs> like, <wild>. <laughs> and like <laughs> probably wild. They so Kane, if you're out there, up. would love to do it off the record chat. But <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts about Bling Empire? Anything you need to get off your chest? Um, if they get approved for a season two, I'd watch. I wouldn't be mad. 
Um, and I'm just saying that not knowing if they maybe they have already. I don't know. I will say that they do have like a 5.7 on IMDb, but that's because oh, that's IMDb. pretty high for a reality show. Yeah, 5.7. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Housewives are all like 2.0s. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, IMDb doesn't have taste. Um, got 100 percent of Rotten Tomatoes though. That's all that matters to talk to people. Do I think it was the best thing ever? No. I remember I was really excited when I first started watching. When I texted you, like, saying, like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is it. I literally only seen, like, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. And I got caught up in the glitz and glamour the first 10 minutes. Um, As it went on, it was <laughs> much more clear to me that it was a little bit fake. But, you know, I was still rocking with it. Like, because why not? I like the Asian representation. Although, I'm sure at some point we have to stop with the... you know, crazy rich Asian trope. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure the Asians are not, you know, desperate for people to stop doing that. I wish it was crazy a... rich black people. <laughs> yeah, like, because it's a lovely stereotype to have. Um, and that's, you know, that's a separate conversation. The difference between stereotypes. Yes, all stereotypes are bad, but not really. <laughs> there are some stereotypes that are much more preferred than the others. That paint you in a much more favorable light than, like, a porridge monkey. Right, yeah. and let's play a game. You list all the stereotypes they have for Asians, and you list all the stereotypes they have for Black people, and then let, let's compare notes. Um, but nonetheless, they do need to show a different side, and I think that's why they kind of had Kevin narrating it, is he was like the broke one. <laughs> the broke, adopted, raised by a white family in Philly one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and no, they haven't that's been fun. renewed for season two yet, but I'm sure they will be. Yeah, there are a lot of people um talking about it, so I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, wow, what a fruitful conversation. We've never banged something out like that. I feel like there's not a deep a stone left unturned. Yeah, we definitely covered everything we need to cover. We mentioned it mentioned all. It all. Wow. Jinx, you owe me a fucking soda bitch. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> wow, until next time. Until next time. Which is really soon. Uh, There's been a, all of our next times have been within the last 24 hours. So, <laughs> so until a couple hours from now. Adios. Adios. How do you say bye in any Asian language? I'll take anything. Oh. Fuck, I, I feel know. like we know that. You think so? Let me look, Let me look it up. What, say. what do we want to buy in Mandarin? Like, there's no way we don't know that. I don't think we do. Okay, right, I'm gonna say goodbye. Oh, wait, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Zaijin. Zaijin. Zaijin is how you say it in Mandarin. <gasps> All right. I just played it to verify it because I did not know that word, and I thought I did, but put out blar espanol un poquito, pero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's muy difícil. All right, so talk to you all later. <laughs>